A guy rings his boss and says, I can't come into work today. The boss asks why. The guy says, it's my eyes. What's wrong with your eyes? Asks the boss. Well, I just can't see myself coming into work. So you know what? I'm going fishing instead. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by AllIceFishing.com. What's up, everybody? How are you? Now, before I uh, get to anything, I'm going to ask you, have you subscribed where you are listening right now to the podcast? Very easy. Wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button. Head over to Facebook. Check us out there. Give us a like. Got a website, too. www.sdopodcast.com. You can find that on the on the uh, Facebook page. So... Yeah, do me a favor, subscribe, like, share, do all that stuff. Um, today, I have no guests in studio. There's nobody sitting in the big chair across from me. But don't worry, that doesn't mean we're guestless. I was at Gander Outdoors for their first ice event a few weeks back, and guess what? I didn't get one, I didn't get two, I got three. I got Matt Waldron from Vexlar. I got Brian Brosdahl. Brian Brosdahl. I I know you guys probably know who that is. If you don't, you must not be from Minnesota. He is a guide. He has his Bros Road Show. Um, Yeah. Pretty popular guy here in the state of Minnesota. Very nice guy. And we actually don't talk a lot about fishing. He actually tells uh, a pretty good story or two. Um, and then we've got Brian Koshinina, who's a guide here in Minnesota, Muskies and More Guide Service. Don't worry, he's not just a musky guide. He does a little bit of everything. So we are actually going to skip the state fish, skip the Hall of Fame, skip the news of the week. And we're going to go straight to the interviews here. So after you guys subscribe, then you can listen to the interviews. First up, we have Matt Waldron, who works at Vexlar. He's going to give you a lot of information on locators, and I think we just talk about some other random stuff in the fishing world, too. So without further ado, Mr. Matt Waldron. All right, so we have Matt Waldron here. What's up, Matt? Hey, how's it going? Why don't you take a little bit of time, tell people you know, who you work for, your fishing background, what you do, all that tell them. Perfect. I am a service technician and engineer at Vexilar Marine Electronics. Um, I've been ice fishing for quite a long time. Uh, before working at Vexilar, I was working at Gander Mountain uh, before they, uh, <laughs> the demise, <laughs> before the demise. <laughs> but yeah. And so I, I do quite a bit of filming in the winter and now I'm fishing UPLs, which is the ultimate panfish league. Um, and I do quite a bit of guiding as well, too, out on, like, Prior Lake and Minnetonka, but uh, no one really likes Minnetonka. <laughs> how, do they, how do they get a hold of you for guiding? For guiding, uh, they can just shoot me an email at uh, vexlarmat at gmail.com, or they can text or call me at 612-618-1893. Um, I'm 
I'm a cheap date, so cheap date. <laughs> affordable affordable prices I'm for the guys. Very shows. very affordable because I just like teaching. Perfect. So you, you'll get. Do you go for any specific fish? Panfish. Panfish. Yep. Mostly okay. just panfish because I can't catch walleyes to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can. But everyone can on Red Lake, so. Well, Red Lake, Mille Lacs, yeah. We'll cheat. We'll go yeah. to Lake of the Woods and catch walleye. Yeah. Go to Minnetonka and catch a walleye. I'll yeah, be impressed. It, it's hard. It's not easy. But when you in get the on, fall, it's easy. Because all we do in the fall is we go on the channels. Is that where they are? That's where they are in okay. the fall. Because I mean, I've yet to catch a walleye on Minnetonka. I always yeah. bass fish it anyway. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not hard in the fall. Plus, if you go on the Clearwater channels, it's actually really cool because if you have a headlamp on... You can't fish, but you can. But you can see how many walleyes are in the channel, and then turn the lights off. And then turn the lights off and start fishing. And fish. Yeah, because that. So is that is it legal to do that? Spot them and then. Well, the thing is, not that we're implicating you're head, you. We're not implicating this at all. <laughs> this is one hundred percent. I am not telling you to do this. But no, if your headlamp is on and you're looking like retying a bait or something like that. And, and you it, just so happen to and you notice just so happen, eyeballs in the water. Yes. It, two little white glowing dots staring back at you. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and then, well, I used to be a bow fishing guide. Yeah. So imagine, you know, 200 oh, yeah. watt halogens or uh, high pressure sodium lights all around the boat. Yeah. You don't just see glowing eyeballs. You see everything. Yeah. That's it's, fun. It's insane. But you can't have a single piece of tackle in your boat if you got that. Yep. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Yep. And, you know, it's actually really funny. They allow bow fishing on Minnetonka. I did not know that. Where? On the lake. When? The whole lake. When? All year. I did when not did know that, that start? Because when we were a guide, there was when I was guiding, there was, no, you couldn't do it at night. You had you could do it. There's guys that I just saw earlier this fall that were doing it for carp. Well, I've I've seen. People is it? Do you out have to there? buy a permit for that? No, you don't. See, oh. the thing is, is that, or is it 500 feet away from any structure? It's 500 feet away from an occupied structure. Okay. Which always sucks because if you're going along, and what people would do on purpose mm-hmm. is they would go down to their dock, put one foot on their dock. Yeah. And it's technically an occupied structure. So now oh. you, you can't take a shot within 500 feet of that. Mm-hmm. But the problem on Minnetonka is there's so many different lakes yep. and, or towns that are connected to it. Townships, You have yeah. to follow their firearm discharge or their weapons discharge ordinances. Oh, that makes and sense. Then, so it's certain towns then. So yeah. where I was on the lake when I saw the guys, it probably was legal. I was in the southwest corner. Maybe. There's okay. guys, I know guys that they go out like there. Like near Halsteads. Okay, I don't know where that is. That's far west side. That's like Victoria-ish. They might be able to, yeah. I mean, it yeah. depends. It's one of those things where guys go out there, and when they get kicked off, they get kicked off. Oh, yeah. I don't well, know if I've ever sense. really heard of anybody getting written a I've never for, heard of it either. Yeah. And so, so They're doing us a favor. Disclaimer here. Um, please check all regulations yeah. <laughs> for fishing on Minnetonka. <laughs> well, day I've or seen night. guys. I've seen guys. Yeah, there. no, I know guys that go out there and like, yeah, we just do it until we get kicked now, off. Now, if I could bowfish off Maynard's docks, Oh, dude. That would be a shootout. It's, I mean, how many 55-gallon drums do you think you could fill up? It's semi-trucks. Yeah, I've semi always said trucks. this. You know, Well, they had a deal where it was they were netting the carp out of that lake yep. just a short time ago. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let bow fishermen go out there one weekend, give us Friday and Saturday and night. no limit. No, Well, there's never a limit on well, carp. Yeah, but, but just let us go out there at night one weekend and get two dump they trucks would full. fill semi trucks yeah because they're dumb as hell they haven't been shot at so yeah. you could just cruise along you would have to go back to the access and just dump boat loads of fish yeah they don't get shot at enough you'd to have to fill your on. tank gas tank up oh yeah, you're yeah. Gonna well, be making, uh, yeah. 
you better have extra batteries for the uh, the uh, trolling motors. Oh yeah, because you'd be. It's yeah. I'd love. I mean, it's every every bow fisherman's dream is to go out on Tonka at night, and free range, and just. What about Waconia? I think guys do it legal. I think you can legally do it out there. That's what I thought. That's why when I was in Halsteads, it's yeah. right next to Waconia. Yeah. That's why I was thinking. But it's a di- yeah, it's I don't city know. ordinance, so right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it weapons sense. discharged. Yep. Yep. Which, I know. I remember in Bloomington, <laughs> growing up, we would sit out on the old Cedar Bridge and bowfish off the old Cedar Bridge. Oh yeah. And we'd get kicked off every weekend. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The the Clearwater's a good one for it. it yeah. Used to be good, but then everybody found out about it, and now you go out there, mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18 boats. Oh. So I quit even going out there. Well, walleye fishing and crappie fishing out there is pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When will that? Everything's good. Everything's good out there. Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, there was a. They used to do a crappie tournament out of BJ's Bait Shop, and. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're affiliated. At all? No, I'm not affiliated. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but. They used to do a crappie tournament out of it, and they would have, I mean, two-pound crappie limits. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just unbelievable. They'd go up into Otter Lake. They'd go up into the Blackpool yep. um, and just catch these giant, giant crappies, like 16, 17-inch crappies in the spring, and it was catch and release. So they wouldn't kill them, which is really, really oh, cool. No. They should do that now. I know. They should do that now. Well, here's here's a question. Uh, your thoughts on dropping limits of panfish? A huge whatnot. fan. Okay. Huge fan. Down, I'm, to, down to like five? Yes. Huge fan. I'm a panfish nut. I go all over the state for giant bluegills, and I don't really have to go all over the state for giant crappies because we have giant crappies in the metro. But Oh, we do, do we? We do. Where are, you, where are we going? No, I'm don't, not telling. Don't, no, okay. No, not telling on the no, air? No, no, no. Okay. Nope. 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 I'll leave my phone at home. <laughs> I'm bringing my Helix, though, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. Keeping the Helix at home. Pick up your Ice Fish 5. That'll be, that'll be fine. I don't have an Ice Fish 5. Oh, yeah. You should talk to someone. I'm one of these guys where I'm not going to play this. I don't go to people's spots if yeah. they take me somewhere, like legitimately. Yeah, up, no, like, that's if, huge. I'll call you and go, hey, you going, you know. Yep. You're you bored. Let's go to your spot. Yep. Not. I just stay away. There's... There's too much drama that goes along How with many it. lakes are in Minnesota? There's 11 to 40,000. Right. I mean, if you can consider the pond down the road a lake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's hundreds of those, I've got, thousands I've got, of those. I've got lakes up north. My buddies, if mm-hmm. they're not going there, I don't yep, you know. exactly. Or I call them and go, hey, I'm going out there. Do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, I go. Do you mind? Ah, go ahead. I don't care. Yep, exactly. But I don't. It's a respect issue that yeah. not a lot of people do. Yep. But and yeah, then, I mean, and then you bring, and then you know, I go out there. Then I bring my buddies, and they bring their buddies, and we bring our buddies. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, you got you know a certain lake west of the metro. Yeah. That is no secret anymore. No secret and gets anymore. Pounded. But they're still giants. Yeah. They're you, still giants. And you got to know how to fish them. Yep. You do it. You do it. You do have to know how to fish them because that's. I don't know. It's still fun. There's, there's there, one big trick that I've heard that I'm going to try next time I'm out there because I've been darn near skunk boat last two, three times I've been out there. Okay. So I'll show you what the exact thing that we do out there. Perfect. It's legit. Right, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> it's legit. We, need, we, we need have a 17. video on it, actually. Oh, really? Yep. We did a video on it last year. Um, this was, it, was, it wasn't early ice. It was the week after the ice show. Okay. But we got into some. A lot of 15 and 16 inch crappies. And you were in the main lake, right? You weren't. Yes. Okay. Yep. I can't figure that part of it out. It's just too much of like nothingness. Yep. It was too much nothing out there. The thing is, when you're fishing a shallow basin, whether it's the whole lake is a shallow bowl or you're fishing, let's say, a shallow bay of a lake, the whole key is 
depth changes. And those depth changes, it might be six inches, it might be one foot, but that's still an area of difference. And so that's where they're going to really key in on is that area of difference. Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods Basin. Yep. Exactly. And those little humps and stuff? Little hard spots, bottom transitions. That's where the bugs hang out. That's where the fish are going to be. Little bottom transitions like that are huge. All right. But, yeah, I mean, we, uh, but for the panfish limit thing, though, I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, people are going to be all pissed. Well, I can't keep, I I like keeping bluegills and crappies. I mean, (laughs) they want to eat bluegills and crappies. I mean, you can eat two walleyes and you can have the same meal that you would get out of 30 bluegills and crappies but the thing is right. how do those walleyes get that big yeah by eating those big bluegills I, th- and I crappies. think the six walleyes is almost more ridiculous than having 10 panfish yeah i mean six big fish yeah 10 small fish well the nice thing is they implemented now in the state where you can only have that one over 20 which i think is huge at Wait, least down s- in the metro one over 20 walleye yep God, I gotta read my regs. Problem is, well, I don't keep anything. Well, I gotta read my regs on bow fishing. Yeah, no, no doubt. I don't keep anything, so you know, I rarely, rarely keep anything. So if I yeah. do, it's like, okay, we're going to Red Lake. We'll say, what are the regs on red? Yeah, I don't care about the rest of the state. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so you can only have one over twenty. State yep, uh, and then the rest have to be under twenty. Okay. Or you can have all under twenty. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the... Well, that's good to know. Yeah, and it's nice, but it's pretty sad when you see people that just have no idea what it is, and they're just libels full of giants. I've well, seen that yeah. too many times. Like on Minnetonka, when you're fishing the channels, you get people that are shore fishing. Oh. I'm not going to... And there's... <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just see it's, the buckets full of fish. Oh, my gosh. Or the docks on, say... Or the stringer. And, yep. yep. Yeah. Or the stringer laying in the water. Yeah. Oh. And that's forgotten about. Yeah. With fish on it. Oh, that's yeah. happened quite a few times. Yep. People get scared they see a boat coming because they have mm-hmm. either too many or too big. And they just go hide in the weeds. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> is, he, is he gone? Is, is he gone? Is, is he, he gone, gone yet? Right, let's get out of here. Let's go grab our fish and go. I'm hidden. Yes. You can't see me. Next thing you know, hey, buddies, what are you doing? He turns around. Ah, shoot. Yep. Yep. It, oh, my gosh. It's, but there's not enough of getting caught. No. and But I think it would be a huge help because, especially down here in the metro, people hear about a bite oh, on a lake for panfish. Yep. And that's five months of constant panfish obliteration on that goes on on that lake. And then they wonder why they can only catch five and six inch crappies mm-hmm. out there the next year. I saw it on the specific lake out west we're talking about. Yep. You know. I've seen it on Roberts down yep. in Fairbolt area. Luckily, that lake cycles, so it, yep. it becomes good again. Um, well, I've, I specifically saw it. It was like in the outdoor news how they do the featured lake. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me go see how bad it's going to be this, you know, the next weekend. Yep. After. I go out there. There was 100 wheelhouses yep. along that one brake line. Yep. Plus another 100 to 200 portables. Yep. And then it was a nice day, so there was another 200 people walking around. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. It's and that lake pathetic. has never been the same. Yeah. The fishing changed in the amount of fish, the size of fish. And they and, get conditioned. And how they how you have to catch them now. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now you, we have to do a certain thing to catch them. Yep. They get, they get very, very conditioned, and that's what happens on every lake around here. I'll do one key example, that lake that's just coming back. So I'm, I'm okay with saying it because more fishing pressure would probably help it. But Riley Lake over in Chan Anson 
You know, never heard of it. It's a really good lake. I don't do um, much fishing down south. There's a lot of 11, 9-inch crappies in there. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be bad if a lot of people take them out because they're almost getting stunted now because there's too no, many of them at that The Medicine size. Lake factor? Yeah. That's yep. another good one. Medicine Lake is a great, great lake. It's but got lots of fish. It's got lots of fish. It does have big bluegills. I know you don't believe me, but I'll take you out there and I'll don't show you what I do. Don't tell people it's got big bluegills <laughs> there won't be any big bluegills left. Well, they have no idea how to catch them, though. That's the thing. Okay. That's fine. I, it, well, they, the, but the, I see this is like six years ago. I figured it out. I don't see many people out there. I know. So I'm interested. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but for example, Medicine, though, it used to have giant white crappies in it. Yeah, going to Hardy's Bait Shop, they're all on his wall. Yeah, exactly. And he even says, Yeah, well, you know, if we would have known, they wouldn't be on the wall. We would have released a few more of them. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They're, and the thing is, they're still in there. Not very many of them. Yeah, when you, when you see somebody with a 10, 11, 12, it's like, oh, that's a nice fish. That's a big fish. Because they are healthy when they get that big, too, in that lake. Yeah, because so. they have no other competition. Yeah. Everything else is, what, eight inches? Six inches, seven yeah, inches? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you catch a 10 on medicine, it's a good day. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of the, we kind of laugh. It's like, oh, that's the trophy fish is a 10-inch crappie. Yep. You know, and a 9-inch bluegill. Mm-hmm. But they are getting better. Yeah, I've caught quite a few nines. And well, that's nines just like prior where I guide out on. I mean, prior. Now, funny thing about prior. So there used to be giant crappies in prior. But a lot of people found out about them. Like, have you ever heard of Candy Cove out on prior? No. It's kind of like the spring breakers destination out on prior. They all no. go and they frolic in their pontoons and daddy's money boats. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> big island of <laughs> The big Lake. island of yeah. Briar Lake. Yeah. And so there used to be giant crappies that would go in there and all the other coves. Well, they're not really in there anymore. It's hard to catch crappies over 10 inches. But last year we started seeing a lot more that 11 to 12 inch mark, which yeah. we hadn't seen in previous years. Yeah. Bluegills, absolutely astounding. And I attribute this all to zebra mussels. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, well, is it, do you attribute it to zebra mussels or do you attribute it to the catch and release that's, that people are, you know, you're seeing more of the. I'm not seeing catch. any of the catch and release. You're not? Okay. People are just wiping them out. It's just people talking about it on Facebook and not actually doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, there's big bluegills out there now. But the thing is, they are very hard to catch. Okay. But they're, at the same time, there are more eight to nine inch bluegills in that lake than any lake, I think, in the metro. I mean, it is unbelievable. But the thing is, I think there's too many at that size limit now, and they're having a hard time getting bigger than that because you don't see very many tens. Okay. And I doubt it's because, all oh, people take them out before they get that size. No, if they did that, you wouldn't be catching as many eight and nines as you are. It's because there are just too many of them at that size limit. Yeah. But the thing is, they're like cinder blocks. They're bricks. But, just big fat things. And the thing is, they haven't gotten that way by just eating the, what they've always ate. Right. Like about 10 years ago, that's when we got zebra mussels in the lake. So you think of the panfish are eating the zebra mussels? If you clean them, hmm. you'll, see, you'll see You'll oh, see them. Oh, so it's a proven fact. <laughs> it's a proven fact. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's news to me. I don't know. And Once it, again, maybe if I actually ate some fish. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, that's that's why I felt like that's a big big part of it is because of the them eating those zebra mussels. Okay. Um, but they've gotten huge and fat, though. Yeah. They're a lot of fun to catch, and they're easy to pattern, too. I mean, early ice... You just go into the weed line, inside the weeds, you'll catch them all day long. Any of the little coves, you'll mm-hmm. catch them all day long, like Paradise mm-hmm. Cove. That's a good one. Paradise Cove. You know, it's, what's nice about this is I, I don't have to write anything down. I can just listen back to this. Yep. <laughs> and maybe I don't even, you know, what I'm going to do from now on is 
is edit out all the lake names after <laughs> <laughs> after I do the the podcast. That way, nobody hears it but me. So yeah, good luck exactly. everybody with lake. And Lake, <laughs> in this cove, <laughs> cove, up, 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 up. <laughs> you are breaking up. <laughs> hey, let's um, since you work for Vexilar, yep. Why don't you? Are you good at the history of Vexilar? Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. Tell people the history because you were talking about so, it yesterday. It's it's kind of cool. So have yeah. It, man. So company's been around since 1960. Next year is actually our 60th anniversary. Um, we have. Uh, I mean, when the company first started, we were making paper graphs, which is a paper graph. It's pretty much a scrolling roll of paper that has a uh, etching system to it almost where uh, it etches the sonar in as it scrolls. And it looks just like today's regular sonar, but the thing is it can be used in depths that are unbelievable compared to what ours today can like our hummingbirds our Lorances, stuff like that i mean so we also had one of the first side imaging units too which was also a paper graph that unit is still used by commercial carp fishermen today underneath the ice a side imaging paper graph yes how the hell does that work shoots out three thousand meters not three thousand feet three thousand meters so nine thousand feet nine thousand feet but give or take yep and so how the carp guys use it is they, this transducer is about 35 pounds. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that thing around ice fishing. <laughs> it looks like Thor's axe. I mean, Jesus. it's freaking huge. Yeah. And so what we do with that is we, I mean, cut a big hole in the ice, drop it down below it, and they have tagged carp where they find the location of that tagged carp because carp school really, really hard in the winter. Right, right. And they drop that down there, and they find the line of most con- like most concentrated carp. Then they cut giant holes in the ice and run a net. At that depth? Yep. Okay. And, that, and that net then traps all the carp, and they harvest them out for commercial use. Okay. And hmm. that's all. Actually, if you want to pay attention to, I forget what the name of the group that does it in Minneapolis well, there was it the is. bottom feeders show that they had on for a little while. That might be it. Okay. Because pay attention to what lakes they're doing because that's how you find some lakes that are, have giant bluegills and crappies in them because they don't only net out carp. Oh, they net out everything. They net out everything. Yeah. They release the game fish back because it's illegal for them to take it. They don't have a permit for that. True, true. But... It still allows you to see what exactly is going on hmm. underneath the water, though. I might have so, to get a hold of those guys and follow them around for a while. Before, like, a lake that's in the West Metro, Starring Lake, yeah. Eden Prairie. Okay. They went in there and they netted it, like, six years ago. Well, it's winter-killed since, so I don't care about telling people this because they oh, all the yeah. fish died. Good luck, fun- yeah, good luck finding them because <laughs> yeah. they're no longer there. Yep, pretty much. There used to be 16, 17-inch crappies in there. They pulled three that were 18 and a half out there. Whites. <sighs> big white crappies. Ouch. Um, but they had, like, 200 that were between 14 and 15. Okay. And what ended up happening to them was they actually just netted them all out. That's how they found them. And now they're all gone because of the winter kill. Yeah, that but sucks. yeah, but yeah, we, we luckily found out about that the year before the winter kill, so we had a fun winter out there. I bet. Yeah. It yeah. was it was fun. We have a lot of pictures from there. Big white crappies, not blacks, big whites. Which you can't find anywhere except for yeah, a couple places. Literally West Metro and over. Yeah. Or northeast metro. 
there's a really? belt that skips. So, oh. like the going up to like Pakegama, mm-hmm. uh, Rush Lake in Rush City. Okay. Um, that Coon Lake chain of lakes, Linwood. I forget a couple of the other ones. Martin, I think, is one of the other ones. Um, those all have whites and blacks. So why why is it that the white crappie so hard to find though? Do you have any idea? You gotta follow it along lines of the Minnesota River. Okay. The Minnesota River, when it had flooded, that's where all the whites are, is from oh, the Minnesota okay. River. And those lakes are all in that water bed. I gotcha. So it flooded, reached those lakes, fish just ended up swimming. Yep. Because of the flooding. and. Well, this was like years and years right, and years right, 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 right. and years. Yeah, not like two years ago. No, this was like before... I was a picture. Before, <laughs> this was before this, I was a this twinkle was before, in my... This was before most cities in Minnesota were a picture. Before I was a twinkle in my daddy's This was like glacier time. Oh, okay. All like right. long time ago. But that's where a lot of the the lakes also, you can also pattern it with white bass. The Cannon River hmm. is a cause, the leading cause of all like, the white bass in the Fairbolt Lakes. Really? And then like Prior Lake booming white bass population. One Prior my, Lake's got white bass in it? One of my favorite ice fishing bites ever. Really? And we got... You're going to take me. I, yeah, yeah, you're taking me. Yeah, okay, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, we got three, four pound white bass out there. Nice. But very hard to find, but once you find them, you, They're can, pretty, you can dial them in. Yeah. Um, so we got booming white bass populations. That's really also... A, if you look, it's lakes near that. It's mostly lakes south of the Minnesota River mm-hmm. or lakes connected to the Cannon River. Gotcha. So, yeah, because I've always wondered, I'm like, why are whites, you know, in certain areas? Yeah. And then you can't find them anywhere else. And then you, if you go out so, to, like, Lac La Parle, that whole area over there, mm-hmm. western Minnesota, they have a lot of white crappies too. Okay. So it's basically white crappies are a river fish. Yep. And when the river's flooded at whatever point during the Jurassic period. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they made it into some lakes, and that's why they're there. Yep. And that's why you don't see them in every lake, though. Nice. But and that, and that's the other thing is the stocking, too. Do they actually stock white crappies? They can stock white crappies, but... Okay. That's very rare that they do that. Usually it's if a bunch of white crppie eggs or fry make it in with the black crappies. Oh, so it's it's, it's almost impossible yeah. to tell. And yeah. so that'd be accidental. Okay. And whites typically don't do as good in a lot of our metro lakes cuz they're so clear. Okay. And they have so many weeds. They don't they don't do nearly as they good. They stick out like a sore thumb. But if you go to the dirty water lakes, they thrive. Okay. They are bug-eating machines. <laughs> yeah. And they get, they get big, too. They do get big. Yeah. And now the biggest... It seems like when you find them, yeah. they're big fish. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. The biggest key to big crappie lakes, though, you got to have all three species. All three species? You got to have hybrids. Oh, the mixture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like our lake in the West yeah. Metro has See, the yeah, mixture. I've got, a, I've got a 16-inch black out of there, and i got a 15-inch air quote white. Yep. It looks mainly like a white. But it's got it, the it more black. likely, I'm guessing more than likely there's some black in it too. Yeah. I mean, it looks it looks pretty white, but but it's got the speckles in between the bars. Probably. I'll, I'll pull up pull up the picture of it, and yeah. I'll let you because apparently you're more of an expert than me. <laughs> I'll let you do it. It's um, it's pretty cool though because the lakes that have those big 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 crappies, they have the, those hybrids in yeah. in them, and those hybrids they top out about 16 inches. But okay. 
the if they do have them, it it's so much competition because they're a little they're like uh like cross the smallmouth with the largemouth. If you did that, then there would be no largemouth bass anymore because largemouths are kind of you know just weaklings. But largemouth are dumb. They're dumb. But I love largemouths. They're, they're fun to catch, but they're dumb. They are dumb. But smallmouths, they're very smart and they're yeah. aggressive and mean. I think so, smallmouths are paranoid as hell too. They are. Yeah. They're like, very anal fish. Yeah. They are very anal fish. I mean, but it's like almost like if you cross a largemouth with a smallmouth, you'd get the best of both worlds of fish. That's. Well, I think there might be. I can't remember what they do call it. It's a spotted bass is it mixed spotted, with a small mouth. Okay. It's called a mean mouth. Okay. All right. Those are gnarly. I have a buddy that fished on the Iowa State fishing team. He caught one when he, I forget where he was when he caught it. Uh, it was in one of their FLW tournaments down south, and he caught like a four-pound mean mouth, and he's getting it mounted because it looks really? so cool. Nice. It's got the spotted stripe, but it's brown. <laughs> Oh, so it's it's literally a uh, like a small brown. mouth that's got the markings of a large mouth, a spot or a spotted bass. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's got a splotched bar going down the center line okay. of it. A spotted bass or a Kentucky bass or a Kentucky, as bass. they call it. Yep. And then there's some of those in Gull Lake. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. There's there's spotted Kentucky bass in Gull Lake. I caught a couple of them. Huh. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, at I was all. up there for the teen challenge and I caught a couple. And I'm talking to some guy about fish and I go, you know, there were some really just different largemouths like very defined co- he goes those are spotted kentucky bass they put them in here and such and such and blah 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 he hmm. goes they don't like to admit they did i'm surprised but they did uh, so i'm surprised those things are still alive yeah i don't know apparently they they adjusted something yeah, yeah. they're snowbirds now <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they actually pack up and leave for the winter yep yep no they fly away <laughs> so let's fly go back to kentucky so let's go back to vex yep they started with the paper graph yep they started with the paper graph side huge so yep and uh, yeah, that was one of our first units. Was that side imaging paper graph, and that really a lot of commercial fishermen like that, and it's still used today. My boss is like the only guy that knows how to work on a paper graph, so oh, really? he, <laughs> he fixes them a couple times a year for those dozen commercial guys that still use them. Yeah. Um, but then uh, we bought the FL8, which was from a company called Cytex. Or there was a bunch of companies. There was Hondex, Cytex, Micronar. Um, have you ever heard of a Clearwater Classic? No. That was one of the precursors to an FL8, or original okay. flasher version. Okay. Um, I'm used to Green Box from my, my dad. I don't even yep, know if it's Fish an old, Locator. Yeah. Yep, that was Lorance. Lorance, whatever. Yeah. Yep. It's the old Green Box. Yep, the Fish Locator. I basically went from a Green Box to a uh, Humminbird 345 graph <laughs> for, for ice fishing <laughs> That's a and stuff. big jump. Big jump. Big jump. <laughs> big yeah. jump. Making yeah. moves. Yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Balling when I got that thing. <laughs> And now, yep. Helix like Seven will do everything but watch. Let me watch TV, which you can do on a Markham mm-hmm. RT Nine. No, oh, apparently. Oh, whoop doo. <laughs> Too busy fishing to watch TV. Yeah, I'm not. So anyway, go back. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'll let you. Finish. But yeah, and then uh, we had the FL8, and we came out with interference rejection for the FL8 with the FL8 SLT, and that was about '95 to 2002 that we had that unit. We had a couple different versions of that unit in that time period. Then 2002, we came out with a current version of the FL8 SE, and we also came out with the FL18, which was pretty much saved the company, was the FL18, because that was the first unit on the market with Zoom. Now, what Zoom is, it highlights that bottom six foot, allowing you to really focus in on the area of the water column that the fish are at. And so that that was a huge 
benefactor for the company being where it is now is that FL18. If it wasn't for that unit, we would not be here where we're at right now. Yeah, Zoom is uh, it's it's such a huge player now. Now yeah. every unit has Zoom. Every every Vex yeah. new, new Vex has it. Yeah. Yep. Besides our FL8 and our FL12, okay. every top of the line unit we have has my, my bird zoom yep exactly yeah. can you move up the zoom up and down on any nope units? it's stationary bottom six foot which on, i know on any unit on all the units on all of our units okay. yes but we're playing around you're working stuff. on some stuff yeah. we always are working on stuff well you have to yeah. <laughs> yep we have to always adjust and everything but uh then um would have been 2013 we came out with the flx 28 that has been our game-changing unit, really, with our brushless flasher design. Hashtag game-changer. Hashtag game-changer. Hashtag game-changer. Hashtag, hashtag grinder. Best ever. <laughs> hashtag hashtag gr- <laughs> grinder. Grinder. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Game-changer. I hate that that saying. But, I mean, I get it. I hate grinder. Grinders, oh, it's just a grind out here today, guys. Oh, God. Drilling holes, not marking fish. It's such a grind. Hashtag slab fest. Slab fest. Hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> oh. Hashtag, hashtag. People who use too many hashtags. When there's more hashtags than the actual wording the actual words. Oh. Oh, man. Or when they use hashtags in their sentence. Oh, I was using my hashtag hummingbird to catch my hashtag white crappy when I caught my... It's like, just hashtag it at hashtag. the end, and I just yeah. want to read something without it being a different <laughs> color, like because yeah. it'll be blue or something. It's, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where people, they want to get... No- well, my favorite thing is when you get somebody who's out fishing, yep. right? They get no sponsorships, no nothing, and they're always like, oh, you know, I was... They're basically putting up a post like they're working for the company like they're on a staff and yeah. it's like well, you know I've asked them before why do you do that well you know it might help me get on their staff someday I go they're never going to let you on the staff because you're doing free work <laughs> yeah exactly why, <laughs> why, why, why would they go yeah come on the staff now we have to give you something before it was just free promotion you're doing our work for us thank you yeah, right. <laughs> it's so, like no that is an incredibly true point right. I mean why would you if you want to go on their page and like post to their page going hey look at you know what I caught yeah. You know, go to... If you're using, like... Go to... As I'm sitting here next to the ice armor stuff. Hey, you know, this like is Like, if you're using took, a Northland you know, Forge metal. Right. And you caught the biggest crappie of your entire life. Yep. Hell yeah, you're going to go to that page and post yeah. that picture. Yeah. Well, that's what I did when I caught my first 15-inch crappie. Yeah. Using a Jason Mitchell meat stick. Yeah. I sent him a picture. Yeah. I go, hey, check it out. You exactly. Know, like the rod. Not affiliated whatsoever. No. No, I didn't care. And, I, yeah. It, I knew him, and I'm like, hey, check it out. Top yeah. one on your rod. Whatever. Use yeah, it, exactly. Use it for whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I, free promotion. People don't know their worth. <laughs> That's no, the big and thing. That, and they yes. make it hard for us guys that yes. are affiliated with companies because yep. it's now, if you look at it, it's... It's harder for us to get where we want to be with yep. our careers because when there's guys willing to do it for absolutely free, exactly. Well, I or and if you're the company, you the go hands, well, discount. Why would I want 200 pro staffers if I got 500 people doing exactly for free? No, that's yep. Exactly. So I mean, yep. It makes it tough. So stop posting. Well, don't stop. <laughs> you know, don't stop posting. No, don't it's stop just, posting. It's uh, you know, you don't have to hashtag you know striker gear hashtag clam hashtag this hashtag that if you're not even affiliated. Hashtag with the something funny like yeah. Cre- create good content. If you yeah. want to go post it to their page, that's, that's cool. That's another thing. But I I just scroll on by. Yep. And then I actually get a chuckle out of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're working for free yep <laughs> not even getting paid that doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> you know at least go hey you know save up a bunch of pictures throughout the year and then approach them go hey look at all this what i've done mm-hmm. look at all this stuff i'm gonna you know i've got all these pictures da, 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 da. 
Yeah, let's just start knowing your worth. Right, use your stuff. Thing. How about do you have an open staff position? That way you can immediately go use these pictures. Yeah. Here, I'm joining your staff. Here's 100 pictures that oh you gosh, can that, place everywhere. That irks me. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's go back. Uh, 2013, yep. came out with 28. 28. Um, and now this last year, or two years ago, we added two more units to our X series, which is the FLX 12 and FLX 20. Pretty much the main thing is, is we were upgrading the previous 12 and 20 and 22 HD. We got rid of the 22 HD, the 20 and the 12, and we came out with the FLX 12 and 20. The FLX 20 kind of combines the 22 and the 20. And then the 12 pretty much has one or two more features than our old 12 had. It has a night mode, um, so it's not blinding you at night. And then it's also got, uh, um, it doesn't go down to that 200 foot. It only goes to 120. Okay. Um, it's a very simple unit, but it's brushless just like the 28 is. And so it's a nice bright screen, easy to see in the sun. The new LCD or? Uh, no, what no, is it? it's okay. LED. LED. It's still a flasher. It's okay. LED. It's just a different data transfer system okay so when i'm so when i'm i'm sitting here and i'm looking at five different units over there mm -hmm. okay and they're all different units uh, how do i know where to start what am i looking for you in, look at your wallet what well, <laughs> is that about it is that about it well it, realistically <laughs> let's say money's no object to, if money's no object how does, how does somebody choose a flasher and here's and, and we're yep. not even talking you know necessarily vexlar because yeah you know, I'm no no this Markham, is universal. i'm looking at the markums and then hummingbirds you look at your stuff. style of fishing okay that's that's the biggest thing do you fish shallow or do you fish deep because if you fish deep you're not going to need those 10 foot depth ranges up shallow you're not going to okay. need a weed mode you're right. going to just pay attention to pretty much that 60 70 plus foot of water okay and so that if it, if i was fishing deep i wouldn't necessarily the 28 does very well at deep water fishing but i'd probably go with the 20 because that one does better deep water. It doesn't do better deep water, but I don't need the weed mode. I don't need some of the features that the oh, 28 all the has. the extra bells and whistles. There. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so it, it, but if you fish in shallow water or if you're fishing for fish that are like white fish, they are deep water fish, but they are glued to the bottom. They're not like mm -hmm. lake trout. They're not very suspended. The 28 does very, very well at that oh, because okay. it allows you to see in between the weeds a lot easier with that weed mode. Mm. It clears out all the stagnant clutter from those weeds. So that's why I do have a flasher on the boat as well, too. I have my Hummingbird Solix units, but I still have flashes Did you on hear the that, boat. guys? He's a, he works for Vexlar, mm -hmm. but he uses Hummingbirds. Oh, yeah. In the summertime. In the summertime. <laughs> Side imaging, mega imaging, that's yeah. a game changer. So, so once... It, <laughs> Hashtag ginger. <laughs> Hashtag this podcast is now over. I'm kidding. Um, so it's one of those things when you're looking for a unit, really compare, yeah. try to find out every possible thing you can about each unit and, and look at what you don't need. Yep. Look at what you, what you do. do. Well, look you at do. what you do out on the water. Okay. What yeah, your yeah, fishing yeah, yeah. style yeah. is. Yep. Because everyone has a different fishing style. Yep. Oh, we're, so getting, we're getting pictures we're getting or videos. Pictures. Or, or video? video? This is video. Smackdown Outdoors podcast. Check it out on Facebook. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. But yeah, so, okay, so it's uh, every different scenario that you're going to have shallow, deep. You got to look at what you target panfish, walleyes, and you also got to target where in the water column you're fishing and then make your guess of that. If you fish near the bottom, if you're only fishing walleyes, let's say on Red Lake. Yeah. 
Those, so you need a, you only need a flasher that goes to fourteen and a half. Yeah, feet. You only need a flasher that goes that shallow. So why use a flasher? Just use a camera. <laughs> use a camera. Use a camera. <laughs> Basically, I mean, if no. But seriously, it uh, having a unit that's very good at shallow water, maybe a wider cone angle unit, like maybe an FLX twenty, would be better in that shallow water. Mm-hmm. But if you fish in weeds or timber, you're going to want a twenty eight because it comes with the narrowest cone angle. Uh, okay. Cone angle comes with the nine degree. Okay. So it it there's a lot of different things that will play out with the units where your fishing scenario is very important. That and your wallet's very important too. Yeah. So we want your money. So if money's no object, <laughs> if go ahead no and object. spend all that money and get the most expensive one. If money is somewhat an object, make an educated decision on what your fishing to, scenario is. Okay. And then you might end up getting our top of line unit because that might fit your scenario perfectly. Or you might not. You might get uh, FL18 because all you need is a zoom mm-hmm. and that's it. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything special. It's just so hard to tell sometimes because I mean you look at them and it's like okay, so the, you know I'm looking at five yours. I'm looking at three or four Markums and then yeah. there's you know three hummingbirds and it's like what do if, I choose? If I'm going to if I'm somebody who doesn't know any better, yeah. I mean I know what I want, but mm-hmm. if, you know if I'm looking to get something, it's like how do I choose? Yeah, it's, there's you, there's you, so many choices. Yeah, and what I've learned too on anything, regardless of if it's hunting, fishing, whatever, feel free to call the company. Yeah. And talk to somebody. Exactly. And That's go, the biggest thing. I'm You're going to talk to a yes. person, too. You're not going to talk to an automated system. Yeah. Especially if you talk to us, because you'll end up talking to me, or Corey, so the, or there, Tom. There goes all the Vexler sales. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you'll end up talking to one of us. So you're talking to an actual person, and you talk to someone who sees all the issues, like mm-hmm. me, and I can help, actually help you make an educated guess. Nice. Whereas you talk to some other company you don't know where they're at i know hummingbird great customer service yep i know garmin great customer service Mm -hmm. i called garmin because i was getting new graphs for my boat this year yeah so i didn't know what i was going to get if i was going to get birds if i was going to get garments or if i was going to go back to lawrence which lawrence's customer service is horse trash (laughs) i mean it's horse trash i mean it's terrible hey lawrence (laughs) guess what hey sorry Step it up. I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. I don't know. I've never had to call Lorance. And I was on their pro team. All right. That was well, that was pretty bad. Now, we're not saying don't call Lorance, but if you can't call Lorance, oh. you can't find a number for them. Really? Yeah. Try looking online so for a you, customer support number. So, how, do you, how are you supposed you to get You have to some- email them and wait for them to contact you. Really? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Okay, now that is not cool. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Whereas you can call mm. up Hummingbird or right. Garmin, and you can actually talk to someone right away who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Markham, you can even do it with Markham. I'm going to have to check that. And see that's why ice fishing is so cool, because weird. we're such a close-knit group. We're in the Midwest. Right. You don't have to talk to somebody in Bangladesh about your <laughs> yeah. LX29 from... Hasbro or yeah. whatever. I yeah. mean, <laughs> well, and in you know any of these companies, if you, when you do get to talk to somebody too, it's you know you're Genuine. talking to people who use it. Yeah, you know, exactly. more than likely, not just somebody in a customer care center. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we yeah, don't feel, have a customer care. Center. So yeah, feel, <laughs> I mean, feel free if you have any questions on which unit to use or which product to use. Talk to the company. I don't care if we're you know like we're sitting next to Ice Armor and Frey Bill here. Yeah, you can call up and tell them, hey, this is what I'm using. What are the and differences? That's the biggest thing that I hate is when people you go on these forums <sighs> and people are just bashing which one is other, the best blah 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 and oh, which God. and each one is bashing other companies it's like dude yeah i don't care 
I'm from Vexler. I don't care what brand unit you use. I'm just happy you're out ice fishing and enjoying <laughs> the sport because the more people that are out yeah. ice fishing, yeah. the better my company does sales-wise and business-wise because right. well, we, we have more people out there. And so the more people that are out there, the more chances there are for us to have sales. Right. So I don't care if you're using another brand unit. I'm just happy you're out on the ice. I'd be pissed if you weren't bringing other people out on the ice with you and having yep. them share this experience with we've, you. We've said this multiple times on the on the podcast on previous episodes. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you use. Just get out there. Yeah. And while you guys are all on Facebook fighting about which is better, Otter or Clam or Vexla or Hummingbird, or, yeah. us behind the scenes in the industry we are annoyed as hell about <laughs> Markham, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're, you? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting here going, you guys are all idiots. Yeah. And we're from the companies too. We're all friendly. <laughs> we're, yeah. you know, if you think that Clam and Otter are like, you know, fighting behind the scenes to the We're death not. of which ones. Yeah. We, no, at the after the ice show, they're having beers together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, that's what we do. Because all it does is drive innovation. Yep, it does. It. Yeah. So while everybody- that's the biggest thing because if you look at how companies are right now, they act and react. Oh yeah. Someone comes out with something. Then someone else comes up with something very similar, but a little bit different. Yep. And so that's how it always works. Craybill's got the side doors on theirs. Now would you look? Now Otter's got the side doors. And Clam. And Clam's got side doors on theirs? Or are they coming out with? No, they have. Okay. Yep, the X300 has side doors on it. I'm an Otter guy. Yeah, I know. I'm not affiliated, but. Yeah, but still. It's it's literally, it's. Yeah. That's what's cool about this industry. But at the same time. Aquaview forever. Mark them. Yeah. Mark them's got cameras too. And then they come out with a good one. Aquaview. You literally, Vexlar is not coming out. No, <laughs> I can okay. tell you that. <laughs> we'll just buy Markham's and yep. get it over with. But uh, <laughs> I was talking to the guys at Aquaview, and they said, Yeah, when Markham came out with their camera, we were like, Okay, we need to step it up because yeah. they've got a good camera. Yeah. Especially in the, in the pocket size ones. Yeah. So then they really said, okay, And that's what's up. really cool. About Heather, it. you calm down over there. No, no, I am sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> One of the. <laughs> I love Heather, but she's just sometimes she's just so far out there. I'm from Chicago and I'm Irish and I'm a Gemini. From Chicago, Irish, Gemini. I'm glad there's a table in between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get her on the podcast later. My dream is to get the Grizz and Jeff on the boats fishing together and making a show on <laughs> That'd be a good show. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Well, are we going to have the guns here? I don't think Gens is here today. Gens is not here? I don't know. I was under the... Couldn't tell you. Oh, I thought he was he doing seminar. Oh, he might. I know bro's here. Yeah, bro's here. We're going to have Terry Tuma, Terry Tackle Tackle Terry Tuma. Tuma. Yep. Here with today's fishing... Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have to, what, what did they call it? I can't remember. The fishing report. Is that what it is? Just no, fishing no. report? I have no idea. Mm. I forgot. It was Tackle Terry Tuma. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Showing you these teardrop jigs from <laughs> 1974. Hey, he catches fish though. He does. I'm, he's I'm, a big. Yeah. He's a big. Uh, I've never actually talked to him. So we're we're really him. close with him at Vexlar. Actually, we. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my coworkers, Tom Zanenko, he is really good friends with Terry, and so he actually has his permanent ice house out on Pryor. Okay. And so uh, that's where Terry's permanent is, or yep. or Terry puts his permanent out oh, on Pryor. So a lot. that's where he's come. Oh, so yep. we finally found mm-hmm. out his secret spot. He won't tell anybody about. I know it's one of them. Hmm. There's a couple basins that he fishes that are really good. 
Interesting. What There's color, a trench. What, what color is his house? No, I'm just... Uh, don't green. Don't, lime green. <laughs> giving away all his secrets. Actually, it's lime green. Is it really? It is. It's the most obvious house out on that lake. Maybe there is a blaze on, orange one, too. Maybe you did that on purpose. To There's a blaze orange one that has Christmas trees under it every single year. <laughs> well, there's four blaze orange that's, ones, so I'm going to let you figure it out. <laughs> I'll just go drill a hole and use an aqua view. <laughs> there you oh, go. Drill, drill a hole and get the, the camera out, spinning yep. around. There's the trees. Yep. Oh. Hmm. It is I'm 21 foot enough. clarity, too, on that lake sometimes. Is so it really? It's insane. Wow. I mean, in the middle of summer, it does get a little stirred up from all the boat traffic, but like when it turns over. Holy crap, you can see down far. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. I do a lot of sight fishing out there, actually. Uh, early ice. Um, I know this... Earlier this week, I was actually out ice fishing. Um, there's a bay connected to Paradise Cove. There's no fish in it. No fish in Paradise Cove? No, there's fish in or, Paradise or the Cove. Bay connected the bay to connected to Paradise Cove. Now, is there really no fish in it, or is there no fish in it? No, I walked out. <laughs> there was three inches of black ice all the way out there, and now yeah. it's all gone. But there's an eight-foot little pocket, and they they get in their late ice. Yeah. They spawn in there sometimes, but it's for some reason, they just never hang out there in the middle of winter. I think it's because they all get scared it's going to freeze out. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tiny little cove that they have a little one foot deep channel to get through. Oh, well, that's probably why they can't yeah. get through there. Yeah, if they wait. Oh, too they long. they they spawn back in there though, and it's a high water year too. Oh well, that then they water's go. like three foot high this year out on prior. It's nuts. Oh, it is up high. Yeah, so you got to be careful of the channels this year out on prior. There's a lot of current flowing through them. So you heard that? So no driving trucks until you check. Yeah, check and maybe not even drive. Yeah, I'm. Well, how long is the channel, or how wide? I I don't know. Well, there's like there's a bunch of little coves out there, like Candy Cove. Um, Paradise Cove is wide open, but there's a harbor that's in the cove down from Paradise, and then there's uh, there's a couple other little coves too that yet like Greenwood Bay, where there's going to be current flowing through there. Greenwood is always the first bay I can get on early ice because it's protected from the rest of the main lake and it's shallow mm-hmm. i couldn't get onto it because there was current flowing through it you could see the current actually oh wow and so yeah be careful out there the metro metro got a lot like of a river rain yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> you could possibly i don't know pitch a float jig or something down current from the bridge right now really i should have tried that you should have i should have tried that Go. that would have worked Go, it's not that far. Go, go try it. Come back and give Come us back. a give us a report. That would be actually pretty cool. No, I've got a lake that I'm going to. Tonight. I can handle the Vexler questions. It was questions, five degrees tonight. It was, uh, it was nine below wind chill when I woke up. Every yeah, time I'm the news. So yeah, my truck temperature was five. We're making degrees. ice, boys. Oh making yeah, making ice, boys. Yes, yes, yes. making ice. Um, so yeah, I think I actually might head out after this. I'm gonna go pick up an iFish Pro. I used one last year. I'm not affiliated with them whatsoever. Yeah, I've seen that tip-up is the deal. Really? It is so much fun because now I can fight it on the rod. Yeah, but you know, I'm being that I bow fished. Yeah. And I've always liked tip-ups because you get to feel that by with your hand. I know. It's hand-to-hand combat. I just like holding a rod. <laughs> And on that note, we're coming to the show. <laughs> Who's up next? You got Tacketary in here yet? That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, it uh, that that tip up's pretty sweet. It's a cool concept. It is. It, it's a lot of fun too. And uh, that, that, and once again, here's the deal. It's another thing. Personal preference. That well, no, it's another innovation. It is to get people out. And you're gonna see people copy to it. Fish. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm surprised yeah. no one has yet because that is such a good well system that they have. It? 
Well, Clam's got I'm the Arctic Warrior, but yeah, I thought there was another one kind of before. Thing the is, I you got to be Pro. careful though, because I got yelled at by a DNR officer using that iFish Pro last year because they thought you were like uh, no, because I had an unmanned rod. You cannot have a rod down the hole that is unmanned without being a certain amount of ways away from it. Yeah, so, it's like 200 yards or something. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. Same yeah. with a tip-up, I think. Yeah, I think I think it's 200 yards. Yeah. Which, that's a long ways for me to run. That My is tip-ups, a, dude, if they're more than I'm, 30 yards away. I'm, I'm getting big. You get, you, you get it. Yeah, <laughs> we're both getting big. So it's it's too much where's work the, now. Where's the young guy? Uh, I need a young guy. The tip-up flags up over there. Yeah, How far away is see, it? See, that's that's what... Uh, well, my rangefinder says 36, so I'm not getting that one. No. If it was at 35, I'd be good. Yep. See, that's why we need to have, like, you know, the Vexor sonar phone mm-hmm. that transmits a Wi-Fi signal? I need to put one in, like, a hot box tip-up or whatever and just have it in there so I can watch when a fish is coming up to that tip-up from my phone in the shack. So my fat ass oh, can tell yeah. if it's a big fish or not, so I don't have to go and get it. I can, I can tell Larry to go get it over there. Oh, it's just a dink. Hey, Larry, there's yeah. a flag. There's a flag. Get it. You go get it. I don't want to do it. See, that's that's the leisure fishing right there. Yeah. That's the leisure fishing. No, I'm, I'm well, we were on Pelican last year, and I had, we were. Up by Orr? No, Annandale. Oh, that's the a good that one. One that they're draining, you know, that so one. we were tip-up fishing. That one's good. And we had two holes drilled in front of us, just me and my buddy. Two, we're sitting in the truck. Two holes drilled in front of us. Tip ups there. Yep. Had a tip up off the right door for him. Had a tip up left side for me. I took my AquaView and ran the camera down to the you one on the left. So you? I had the AquaView micro already. on he's, the. Hey, he's grinning already. I, so you know he cheated or did something <laughs> shitty. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but so I had the unit on my on my dash, so then I could see the unit for the left hole, and I could see the two flags straight out in front of me. So I was watching three holes at once, and uh, I didn't catch anything out of that one. We did have a nice... I should have cut the tail off the sucker because it actually fought back when we had a big pike come through, take a couple of nips at it, and the sucker would turn and, like, ram into the fish, into the pike. Seriously. Yeah, it would fight back. And the pike's like, uh, no. So it swam off a little bit. And then it would come back, <laughs> and the same thing. And I'm like, if I had to cut yeah, the tail off the, the sucker, off. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That and then one of the holes in front of me. How big um, was a sucker? It was big uh, size one. Eight, eight, nine inch or something. That's a it was a de- decent one, yeah. That I mean, must have been a pretty big pike. Yeah, it was at least four times as big as a sucker. So I'm looking on the screen, and I'm like, okay, so that's that long. I'm like, okay, so one, two, you know, counting, like, yeah. you know, I'm going to go, that's, that's a 40 plus incher. Yeah. It was over a, 40. That's a big one. And then I lost a big one in front of us, too. Oh, geez. Got so the head out, and then snap, and it using went, an iFish right Pro and not your hands. You no, can't. it just cut the line. <laughs> oh, came up, came up, and right as I'm leaning down to, to grab it, pink big old head. There she goes. You know, medicine mm. has some gators and giants. Yep, yep. They got some big old melon head slaunches. Yep. There are some big pike in that lake, mm-hmm. and a lot of little pike. Yeah, I've but. had a few bass tournaments out there where you're dragging a roller jig on the rocks. All of a sudden, it's a thunk. And then it just starts peeling drag, and yep. you're like, oh, my gosh, this is not a bass. <laughs> right. Well, the Holes for Heroes tournament, there's always a big one. Yeah. You know, there's always something over 36 caught. And that's, when is that? February. It's always like Super Bowl weekend, like the oh, first weekend in yep, February. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Holes for Heroes put on by Fishing for Life. I'm going to um, be trying to get a guide, it's big a cool guide trip going out on prior, where we do a free seminar where I can get a bunch of my buddies, a bunch of pros. Yep. out there and 
I'll have a bunch of Vex units for everyone, or you just regular units, yep. just for people to really see. I'm not how- bringing my hummingbird anywhere near all those FLAs. <laughs> hey, we have interference rejection. So do we. Actually, the new the new Helix Seven Ice. It does. It's awesome. That's good. Yes, that's good. Yes. The only thing is the more. Ref- uh, does it work that way on the Vexes? The higher your ear- your rejection, kind of the slower the unit gets, or is you guys still pretty much the same? No, that's how it gets. Once okay. in like the 28, the 20, and the 12, yeah, they have 20 IR settings, and so once you get up to that 15 to 20 IR range, kind of slow. It slows okay. it down a little bit, and that's just with anything my, because my hummingbird does that, and I'm like, mm, I wonder if that's a bird thing. Nope. It's nope. not real bad. It's a sonar thing. Okay. Once you change your pink speed and slow your pink speed down so much, and what pink speed is, just for people who don't know, ping, ping as in like P-I-N-G, yep. speed. Ping yep. speed. Yep. And now what pink speed is, if you put a transducer next to your ear, don't worry, you're not going to fry your brains out or anything, but if you put it up next to your ear, you'll hear a click, like a ticking noise, and it's rapid. If you hit your interference or your pink speed button and slow it down, you'll hear that ticking slow down. And what that does, that's a different channel, so if you're interfering with someone else, that'll get rid of the interference because it puts it on a different channel. Now, how you get rid of interference, turn all units off, turn the first one on, don't do anything to it. Turn the second unit on. If there is any interference, adjust the second unit's interference setting until it goes away. Then turn the third unit on. If there's any interference, only adjust that third unit's. And if you go on steps like that, you can really get rid of interference. Once you get about four or more units, it becomes really difficult because there's so much sound in the water. Try those fish, the, I mean, yeah. those fish are fried by that point. Yeah, the, or the uh, <laughs> Brainerd uh, JC's ice oh. fishing extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Good lord. That's why I don't it, fish those. Oh, I'd say actually. Not just, saying you shouldn't fish it. It is an experience that you should it's, definitely it's go and enjoy. Yeah, bring bring friends. Bring beer. Bring beer. Bring, bring some food. Bring yep. a grill. Bring yep. friends, have fun. Don't worry about winning because it's literally all the guys who win cheat, the, anyways. Exactly. <laughs> Technically, Technically the, those yeah. guys got caught. Yeah, it's a it's a luck of the draw. I mean, it try is. to fish on the outside if you can. Yep. The further away you are from the center, the best because yeah. there's so much noise. There's so much noise. There's so much shit going on. I mean, yeah. what happens? Don't even bring when, a fish finder. Yeah, don't even bring a fish finder. It's literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seriously is at I mean, that the, point. The number of pings that pe- that are bouncing. Off the bottom, off the ice, off the bottom, off the ice. Literally, pick a corner, pick a area where, I mean, there's everyone out there, so. Apparently, he's tired. Oh, it was a long day. No, it was a long day yesterday. It was a long day. There was no one here. It was pretty dead. It was pretty dead. It's popping more today. Yeah, we actually have customers. Yeah, we have customers. Not many, but some. Yep. And, yeah. Everybody's out either ice fishing or. I wish I was ice fishing right now. Yeah, I still got a few more weeks to go. Yeah. I might be out tonight. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, I'll be ice fishing. Yep. Yep. Works for me. Yeah, I might be out tonight, actually. We uh, got a little pond over here and near the Egan area. How many inches does it have out there? It had three inches last time I was out there, and that was earlier this week, but that was before the warm-up. Probably gained an inch today. Yeah, probably. That was before the warm-up, though. Yeah. So... I don't Order. know how that warm-up affected things. I haven't I checked, know. but... I know it affected red pretty good, but that also was windy up there. And that's also a magnum S- Sketchy lake, lake to begin with. Yeah. yeah. I, I, people can have red. <laughs> I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, pretty uh, much. With red, it's... If you haven't experienced Red Lake, 
Get out there early ice. Get out there early ice yep. and do it. Before New Year's because New Year's. Would I ever make it a horrible. habit of going out there? No. No. Because I don't like dealing with crowds. I don't like walleye fishing in that type of water where it's so random. It is just extremely random. That's all it is. Because there's nothing out there. There is nothing out it's there. All it zero is zero to fourteen feet of here, some sand and some fish. Yep. Good luck, boys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just literally like. Actually, the thing that I can it's recommend really, to really, people, really good fishing, or it's I should have stayed home fishing. Yeah. Here's what I'll recommend to people: if you're going out to Red and you're not going out of a rental place and you're doing it on your own. You just want to try it. Follow the crowd because the crowd of people are typically on fish, and that crowd moves. Well, no, they do it on the Winnebago system too. Okay. That crowd of fish is constantly moving. Don't. I'm not talking like the permanents. Oh, you're looking like I'm portable portable houses. Okay. Follow the portable guys because you'll notice they'll be clumped up in groups. It might look like they're all over, but look at the concentrated areas of houses. Go near those people because they are on fish. 90% 90% of the time because they can just pack up and leave if they're not and go to another spot. Right. But that's a good area or a good thing to do out there is kind of bounce around and follow the groups yeah. of people. Because, Either that or just yeah. to get it over and hire a guide. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Because the guides know, of they know all the little yeah. tr- inside turns, all the little bottom changes because or and the don't, cribs that and, they sunk. And all you're doing up there is catching limits to eat them because there ain't no fish bigger than what 21 there's anyway? big pike though well, big pike. i've seen i mean walleyes. they're rare walleyes though the crappies are coming back though they're in the north end okay the north end the crappies are coming back i've seen a couple good. pictures there's the there's been a couple year. shows filmed out there now really? recent years i know in-depth ido did uh a show out there well they did a walleye show yeah they did a crappie show too yeah. they actually were out there last year mm-hmm when that incident happened. Yep. And they didn't air that show because of that. Yep. I talked to James after uh, yep. ice fishing show last year, and he goes, yeah, we could not put that show on to tell people to come up here. Yeah. And I told him, I go, that's very commendable, sir. Yeah. I'm like, hey, good job. You, yep. yeah, because you don't want to tell people to go up here. Oh, yeah, I got a great we time. Were, we were up there that weekend prior, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Team Yukon Outdoors, we filmed a show on. We were actually up in the Turtle Mountains, and then we came over and did one day out on Red. And it. How'd you do? I think we got. We got three limits out of the six guys over there. It was tough. It was blowing like 40. We had to stake down the ATVs. <laughs> stake down the ATVs? It was bad. Well, it was glass ice. Oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and we tied I've up. staking down houses, but. <laughs> we, well, what happened is down. we tied down our big pop-up, yeah. and the pop-up was now a wind curtain, and the ATV was moving with the pop-up because it was so much oh, wind drag from the pop-up. Yeah. So I had to tie down the wheeler and the pop-up to so the wheeler. The, you had the pop-up tied down to the wheeler, but the wheeler was moving because it was moving Because the pop-up that. was dragging so much wind. Jesus. it was, Dude, it was bad. It was blowing well, we were like 40. Up there, we were up there. I had a wind burn. It was like 24 degrees, but I had a wind burn on my face. Me and my buddy were up there last, uh, last year, New Year's weekend. Yep. 35 below, Ooh. plus wind. Ooh. It was horrible. Yeah. We caught zero fish <laughs> for yeah. three days. Sounds like red. I mean, we couldn't even go anywhere. That's the problem. You couldn't like go out and adventure. I want people to go to Leech. If you want to go catch big fish, I'm gonna a be variety. Going there, I'm going to be going there a lot this winter. Yep. A, a variety of fish. My buddy too. just moved about two minutes away. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I got a place <laughs> to stay. Place to stay. I got a, <laughs> you got an access nearby. Oh, yeah, we 
idea. There's access. There's a public access about two, two, three minutes from his house. Yeah. yeah. So leech. I'm gonna. I've never actually ice fished leech. It's pretty cool. So, um, they like green and orange out there a lot. Green and orange. Green and orange. Let me put down a waypoint on my uh, thing here so I can. Walker Bay. There we go. Rock pile. There we go. Walker Bay rock pile. Mm -hmm. Oh, weird. Walker Bay rock pile. Oh. That seems to change a lot. <laughs> See you there in the summer again there, Willy Walleye. Yep, yeah. exactly. Walker Bay is always a good one. It is a very good one. It's consistent. Yeah. It is consistent. And if you want to, I mean, catch eaters and big fish, you can do it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, I think that's about it. Yep, it's getting to be that time. Yeah, you got to go push some, uh, push some Vexlar units, so... Now well, better, sir. Better start working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you much. Hey, no problem. All right, everybody. Awesome. Want to give out your information on how to get to get get yep, a hold of you? So you can uh, either call me at 612-618-1893, and my name is Matt Waldron. Um, you can call Vexlar and ask for me. I'm one of the service technicians again. I fix and repair all the units. Um, and the number for Vexlar is 952-884-5291. Or you can shoot me an email at vexlarmatt at gmail.com. Hashtag game changer. Hashtag game changer. Big thanks to Matt for being on the uh, program. Up next, Brian Brosdahl. All right. We have Mr. Brian Brosdahl in the building. Very good. Perfect. My friends call me bro. Bro. Bro's doll. Is that where the bro came from? You know, bro, I've always been bro ever since I was a, a kid. Even in uh, grade school to high school, um, everybody knew that it was Brian bro something. <laughs> so they just, uh, you know, I know it's bro's doll. And even, uh, you know, the misinterpretations were Brosdale or... Uh, some people call me Bros Dale. We'll try Glimmerveen. Oh, <laughs> what's up, Glim? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what the co- football coach is, Glim. It just yeah. said Glim across the football helmet. Well, and then so I ended up being Bro forever, and and then it became part of fishing, and uh, it's been Bros Guide Service, and I'm the only Bro singular in professional fishing, which is kind of neat, and everybody can remember that part, but then you add in uh, the orange goatee and the leprechaun-esque kind of look, and, <laughs> you know, then 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 you got a cartoon character for sure, but no, it's... Uh, if anybody uh, wants to make him into a cartoon character, <laughs> we can see if we can do a cartoon fishing show. Well, and I've, I've been, you know, uh, I've been cartooned a few times, and... And uh, I'm sure there's people out there just think I am part of some Marvel comic or, or something. Next Marvel movie, Bros Doll. Yeah, uh, fighting evil walleyes and, <laughs> but being nice to bluegills because they're just innocent big, ten inch civilians, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, no, it's a, uh, fishing is uh, what I do and it's my whole living and it's my existence and I'd rather. You know, like I, like I always say, when I'm fishing, after I catch a fish, I want to catch another one. So how did you, you know, start out fishing? Who taught you? How'd you get into the, you know, guide service and all? Tell, tell bros fishing story. You know, fishing was always a part of my family's lifestyle. It's what they what they did in their time off. And, and not always just about catching and keeping fish. It was about fishing. And... 
you know, everything from, yeah, Lutefisk at the family gatherings and family reunions to uh, just going out and uh, fishing for crappies and bluegills through the ice. Um, ever since I was, a, as far as I can remember, five years old, and I have very, you know, the, the, the gray matter has been uh, damaged since then, but uh, uh, I still remember being on that boat on Lake of the Woods and catching walleyes at five years old. And um, as far as uh, fishing, my my family, my parents got me into fishing. My father got me into fishing at an early age. And when I was nine years old, I was in a boat on the Mississippi River, a shallow part of the Mississippi River, running a boat by myself. And... Um, by, think, your, by yourself at nine years old in a boat? Yes. They'd lose their minds these days. No, yeah, they would. And, you know, and I got into trouble and I figured my way out. And don't wreck the boat. And if you break that prop, you got to fix it. You know, um, it wasn't, oh, be careful, son. Yeah. No. And so, <laughs> you know what? It was fun. It was like Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn in more of a modern age. But we never thought about it. We just did. And my existence was to go try a new spot and fish. And then, then come back and got to go, you know, deer hunting and all that stuff. But you know, fish, uh, fishing was number one. But we loved hunting. I mean, we did anything to get out in the outdoors. And and uh, but all these years, you know, fast forward. My father, uh, Albert Brostall, got me into it, and uh, my mother we used to go with on the trips. But uh, it was it was a great thing. And uh, for anybody listening, if you have kids, surround them with that environment and uh, don't force them to do anything. It just just happens. And uh, But now I'm actually a professional fishing guide, and I've been guiding for almost 26 years, and uh, I've had sponsorships for 24 cash sponsorships, and... and um, this stuff, this stuff doesn't come around that often, and it's not not uh, easy. It's work. It's a fun work, and I enjoy my job. I enjoy people, um, and um, it just you meet a lot of interesting people. And every fish story is a great story. Um, everybody sees it, and we're very we're uh, we're close knit. Uh, a, a human part of the human race here is fishing. Everybody, you might be. Uh, using one one product or you're on some team but we all are uh, uh, you know the same cloth and we all live to fish yeah we've talked about that on the podcast before in different episodes you know it doesn't matter what you use as long as you get out you go fishing yeah and you know the only people that care what products you use are it seems everybody out in facebook land meanwhile we're sitting here going yeah this is good this is good that's good it's all good just go fish well and you know i will i will definitely show you something that i like to use <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag northland tackle uh-huh and uh fraybill yeah. uh that to name two of my sponsors as well as aquaview name them all i don't uh, care aquaview fish monkey uh for gloves you got to show me those later oh yeah You're, you'll you'll love them and uh well that's just the tip of the iceberg for what's coming from there and i love uh fraybill products and uh you know, nets, bubblers, bait, bait containment, and fish houses, the bro hub, the bro sidestep in a series of rods uh, that Frable uh, helped me engineer, uh, the bro series rods. Um, and, but Aquaview, I've always been an Aquaview um, 
pro and uh, Aquaview went away and came back stronger than ever and is the, the leader in underwater. And then Humminbird, Minkota Cannon. And Humminbird, if, you know, I remember Humminbird uh, watching it uh, uh, grow as a company and, and I have the old Silent 60 still and um, when when they came out and when I enlisted with them uh, was the year that they came out with all the uh, flashers and sonar and the nice thing about it is I actually got to have a GPS uh, and I've, I've always been into technology and and they're the leading edge and they have side imaging and down imaging and sonar it's just amazing what oh we have. watch out here she comes what Smackdown Outdoors podcast Heather uh, so Don't you like it on Facebook, Heather? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, so, you know, fast forward into the future, and now we're, today we're here, uh, a gander, and I'm going to be doing a seminar at noon, and it's, uh, it's fun. And there's, there's people, I've just met some people uh, who fish uh, out west towards uh, Dakotas. I just met a fellow that... Uh, spends a lot of time in the angle lake of the woods and uh i you know i i fished all these areas and and there's people that fish minnetonka right here and i have guide clients and uh, that have stopped down to say hi and there's uh, consumers looking for good tackle northland tackle and you could pick up a bro series rod right here uh but uh for those who want to get into fishing uh the only thing stopping you is you um, yeah, believe it or not, it, it, I never thought I'd be a, a professional fisherman. I really just did it because I like to be out there. And I mean, you know, you got to do your thing. You got to make a living, you know. But um, you know, I have, a, I have a buddy. I just called not too long ago. I said my my deer stands open and the bucks are coming through between noon and three. And well, there's gopher football yesterday and then now he's there's some other sports on so you got to make it happen you got to go out there pick up the pole go fishing and and, and ice you know it's uh right now we have uh, ice forming all over the place and you hear nightmare stories on red of floating sheets of ice but just remember yeah there's five inches of ice out there but it's a large body of water and it's unsettled there's so many little lakes that are locked up tight and media hype doesn't help things but as a nice fishing community don't go through the ice uh just not good for uh good for pr no and it's cold it's wet <laughs> and uh not good no and you know it, it reading ice is very important uh you get clues you know just looking at the cracks that reseal they're not going to recrack right there uh you can see the the dimensions of the ice but always drill or take a spud bar and check, and then, of course, spikes and flotation and all that stuff, and a buddy system. But if you can't read ice, don't go. No. Nope. If you don't understand the properties of ice, don't go, because someone that reads ice and understands it ain't going to go through. Well, three Unless, inches of clear ice is not the same as three inches of any other ice. Exactly, and three inches of ice, the bro don't go. I go on four inches of ice because that's that's the chart. That's a recommendation, and I'm going to stick by it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could, uh, you know, of course you could test the limits of things, but you could sneak out on stuff. I, I, I recommend not doing it. Just do four, and there are there is there are spots that have four inches of ice all over the place because it, it was cold and it's been cold yeah. for a long time and, and four even sketches me out 
Yeah. I mean, I'm 255 pounds. So, oh, four, you know, I'm a big guy, so oh four, my, four sketches me up. Oh, my gosh. I'm almost going to catch you because I've always been a, a a 340, 350 weight a guy. I'm, you know, I'm bro. I'm big bro. And, 340, and, 350? Yeah. You look that, good for 340. Well, no, I'm I'm down to <laughs> one, or 270 now, so. I'm, You're 270 pounds? Yeah. You don't look it. Well, I'm 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 gonna be. Well, you know, it's it's all that muscle. See, if I <laughs> bend my arms, you notice all of a sudden there's a little mountain yeah, there yeah, on the top you of got my arm. Less room in the sleeve. I got less room in the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to flex too hard because my clothes uh, they stretched only to so much. But a little that's, hu- that's humor that there. Superhero thing, the Incredible Hulk, bro. <laughs> I used to be a little bit more of the Incredible Bulk, but yeah, I might not be fat anymore, but I'm still chubby. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, check the ice and you all know, the I, way out. Check the ice. Well, check the highs, check the what highs. I what I see, you know, you see people post pictures of trucks going through and they're trying to drive out on two three inches. Um, lazy, you got to get out yep. and check. If you check, and and most of the stuff is just taking a little chance. I'm gonna go a little farther, and you just don't. And when I drill, uh, I'll use a spud bar, and and hit it. And four inches of ice, if you hit it three times really hard through there, you're okay. It's not moving. And and four inches of black clear ice, I was on it three days ago. It doesn't move, doesn't crack, doesn't pop. Now, throw some wet snow on there, a couple inches of wet snow. Then the ice starts cracking and popping, and you're still okay. The real trick is don't go very far without checking. But sometimes on clear clear ice, you can see the cracks, and you can see, uh, you can gauge the thickness. But um, and then if you go, you can go anywhere. Ice safety is a huge thing, and we talk about it every seminar. You know, we have less tips and more ice safety. You know, in, you only allow so much time, but we just want to make sure that there's no bad news, and uh, we want good news. And ice fishing is fun. Ice fishing is safe. You just got to know what you're doing and um everybody got to get out there and enjoy it uh we've we've got a a nice early start now early ice lakes differ from where i would probably normally go because when you're going to go fishing on a big body water like leech one minute i might be fishing in portage bay on the sub reef the next next uh, spot might be by goose island or i might run down to uh, you know the narrows by Bear Island, or even up into Walker Bay. You know, and that's a that's a lot of miles. Ice fishing, <laughs> you yep. can't do that. You know, you got pressure ridges that form. But early ice, you scale it way down. And there's typical freeze up lakes that are shallow lakes. So the lakes I'm fishing, they don't get any deeper than 20 feet, uh, or a bay off a lake that's shallow. And I always target weeds. Shoreline is is where everything's at in the fall usually shoreline connected points there's some fish offshore a little bit but they come back in the feed on the minnows and the tulabies and whitefish spawn in the fall so right now is the extended period of the fall bite for uh, walleyes and pike and uh, there's even whitefish in the shallow bays that you know you, you could still net whitefish um, in the fall well if you want to fish for whitefish they're still going to be shallow right away and then they slowly start dropping deeper but if you want crappies and bluegills there are some lakes where you can get them in vegetated areas like even the dakotas or western minnesota there are typical brainerd lakes that the fish are in the weeds all year and uh but then there's the basin fish 
and can't quite get to those spots yet. No, 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 no. We still got a, a couple more weeks at least. Yeah, you know, to, to get out to those spots, you're talking, you know, uh, some of these spots are 24 to 45 feet, and there's going to be thermal pockets. You know, that's heat that comes up from the, that deep water, and it just doesn't freeze well over deep water. That's why lakes like Gull Lake and... Uh, Walker Bay, Cass Lake are still wide open sometimes even in December. So we're targeting shallow lakes. We're not fishing probably for what we want to fish. We're fishing for anything that bites. Jumbo perch, northerns, uh, bass, um, whatever we get. If you get the bluegills and crappies in shallow lakes, and there are those lakes, now's the time to fish them because the shallow lakes seem to die off. They don't die, but they just slow down. Um, well, they get they get pressured because it's first place you can go. Absolutely. So they're the first ones to slow down because of that pressure. Well, and you know, and talk to your your tackle shops. Come down. Uh, you know, when I'm on the Bro Road Show, you can come check in, and I'll give you some some ideas. But go to your bait shops, and uh, they'll 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 have a list of places where where the areas freeze up. If you're new to ice fishing or new to the area. They're, they're a great source. Uh, you know. And also, let your bait shops know what's going on that you find when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how they get their information. That's how they get, you know, it's it's uh, it, yeah. If if they if they help you, you you help them back. Just give them a little brief summary, and that's how it is. I'm a fishing guide, but if I'm booked, you know, I get people. Hey, well, you know, I got a kid. I got to catch some fish, and I'll I'll tell I'll give them some spots, and I'll tell them go try here, but you know, keep it on the down low because you can't have 200 people roll through a one little strip of rocks or something, right. and. And, but here's here's the pay. You let me know how you did there, and because uh, you know it's a giant world, and we're just in one place at one time. So it's good to check out things. But but uh, yeah, there's there's always there's there's typical spots, and a lot of you already know where that's at. The the hardcore ice people really know, and uh, there are some hardcore ice people that still they skip the middle part, you know, drilling holes. Because even when I when we get a lot of ice. And uh, I'll have Heather drive the snowmobile, the four-wheeler, or I have a two-door geo tracker. And uh, she'll drive that, and I'll, I'll measure, and then I'll wave her up to the last spot that I that I that I go. Now, I'll I'll walk eight miles drilling holes. Yeah, I was a big guy, but I you know I still would walk and but i get the ride back because if you know it's safe then it's come on heather come over here pick me up well yeah whether you know like you've heard of the suzuki sidekick or any of these little light but the the geo tracker is so legendary if you go up to lake of the woods some resorts have 30 of them yep they're all big tired they're big tired they they have a drivetrain um they they were they're noted as the worst vehicle in history (laughs) on the roads for tipping over and all this stuff but they're the best ice fishing hunting rig and I picked mine up for 1900 bucks not perfect had you know not real high miles like 102,000 and I've had it for uh, 13 years and um, it, you know a side-by-side with a cab and heater and uh, that could seat four people or even two people you're looking at like $25,000 isn't it crazy it's crazy so yeah. I, I opted for the $1,900 special just put on some studded tires and you're good to go yeah, I, well I got a heater in there <laughs> yeah. and, but so that's that's my side by side and uh, you know if I get about eight inches of ice I want eight solid and then I'll, I'll, I'll take that out if I got to pull houses or if I got to get out or pull people on a trailer but so 
and then then I'll when we start getting into better ice, then I bring out the, the bigger houses and and when we get truck truck ice, you know, I don't, I don't go out on a foot of ice. <clears throat> I like about 16 inches of ice before I put my tar baby out there. And then when we have consistent ice and uh, we have 20 inches of ice pretty much everywhere that I travel, then I'll bring the, the track truck. And the track truck is light. I have a truck on tracks. Yeah, talk about this thing. I've, I've, I've seen pictures and I've heard about it. Uh, the, you know, I, I went for a track truck. Uh, you know, when you get to those places like Lake of the Woods, yeah. and you're driving out, you don't even know where to go because it looks like, uh, like you're pulling into a, a a big city of houses, and every direction sprawled out and spread out, like gridding past Pine Island. And then I'd see a, a track machine go down another trail into this big vast area where there's a lot of other spots to fish. And I wanted to be that person, so I looked into tracks, and I, I started out. I was using mat tracks on a four wheeler, and I'm like, "That's great," but your face your face freezes off after about 24 <laughs> miles, and then so you, you know you start evaluating, and I'm like, "I want to get a truck on tracks," and and a company popped up, American Track Truck, um, that makes tracks affordable, and they just simplified it uh, with bogey wheels, and it's just it's having a snowmobile track as every tire and uh, it's a cool rig i've i had an fj cruiser on tracks and that was overkill that was uh taking a new machine and just beating it but you know get a used reliable vehicle and you could pick up these tracks for 9500 bucks well a that's new not, that's not bad that's not no, bad i thought i thought they'd be way more in expense more well you know that. you can get some mat tracks you know but when i was looking at them they're in the 30s Oof. And, uh, you know, you could have two long track sleds for that. But, you know, a good, like, a, a Polaris Titan, which is the, a pretty big, you know, hardcore sled, and then you got the Bearcats. Those ain't cheap. They're fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars 18000 Yeah, Bearcats are, oof. You know what? I'll uh, let Walleye Dan do it. Oh, yeah. It's, and, and then there's a Snow Bear. Yeah, the Snow Bear, yeah. We got first-time ice anglers. First ice, oh, that's great. You want to come say hi? Come on. Yeah, that's you can fine. come say hi. We're live on the we podcast. Got, we, got, we got podcasts going on. We got fans. Go ahead and say hi. That's fine. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Hi, what's your name? Roman. Roman? We got Roman. Uh, Roman's going to, he's not going to tell us his secret spots, but no. we got Roman and? Weston. Weston. And Weston. So what's your favorite fish to fish for, Roman? Uh, bass. Smallmouth. Roman likes smallmouth bass? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, perch? Sure, yeah, perch. He likes perch a lot. <laughs> His brothers like, he, he likes smallmouth bass, they jump and stuff. But perch don't jump. You don't like, do you like northerns? Walleyes? Whatever bites? That's awesome. They're gonna, this is their They've never been ice fishing. Have you ice fished before? They've never ice fished before. This is going to be great. You're, you're going to love it. Um, no, yeah, come down to the St. Paul Ice Show, but that's that's going to be information overload. But it's all about ice safety first. Once you understand it, you're going to have fun because you can go anywhere. Ice fishing is freedom. You don't need a boat. You don't have to trailer a boat. You just you can walk out there, right? Are you excited about that? Yeah. Good. Sounds good. All right. Okay, do you guys have any questions for bro? You got questions? Nothing? No, no questions for him. Mom, Heather, Mom. I grew up ice fishing. Mom grew up ice fishing. He, your mom's Heather, and she ice fished. Where do you, where'd you ice fish? Lake Sarah. Wow. That's awesome. Did you catch fish? Oh, yeah. Lots of crap. That's great. Awesome. Big ones. 
Yeah. And that's great. Catching well, big crappies. Nice. The nice thing about ice fishing is the fish are right below you, like you're in a deer stand. And, you know, in the boat sometimes you're casting or you're, you're doing this other stuff. The fish are right there. So you need a, you need a, a bucket, you know, you need a, a way to get through the ice, like a chisel or a drill. Then you need a fishing pole, like a bro series rod or something else, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but you got to dress warm and, and pack light. But so how much ice do you think you need? Take a guess. Um, how many inches of ice? Uh, 14. He likes 14 inches of ice. That's brave. You know, that's waiting a little bit. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really safe, though. Super oh, yeah. safe. He's thinking good. I like Weston, like how thinking. much ice do you think you need? 16 inches. 16 inches. They're driving I'm driving now. my truck. Yeah, I'll take my Tundra <laughs> out there. Uh, you know, the real, the real thing is four inches of ice is on foot, and then there's a chart. Oh, oh I thought you meant like an ice hole. Yeah, oh, no. oh you want oh, ice hole? A 16-inch auger? Anybody have a 16-inch? Well, uh, you know what? You could lose your boot down a hole like that, you know, so. But, you know, you can get a big fish through a big hole, right? You catch bigger fish through a big hole? Yeah. Okay. Well, I use a six-inch hole, and I'll land walleyes up to 29 inches out of that hole. Oh, just got to turn their nose and then they can't go back down but uh when you if you drill the bigger hole the more work it is but with these these light augers you're just going to use a hand drill now you can just drill a hole is 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 mom going to get you a hand drill like a like a milwaukee drill with one of these light composite oh there you go that's the kind of hand drill you want i started out with with bro power so now you're going to have roman and weston power right yeah all right. Hey, yes, and when I get off the podcast, I'll come over and I'll show you some cool stuff. And I got a seminar, so you want to hang out for that. I tell jokes, too. So, I actually have to go, but oh, see us in St. Paul. Okay, we'll see you at St. Paul. Stop by and say hi. All right? Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh well, that that was great. I uh, love kids that. getting into ice fishing. That was and, fantastic. And uh, so, getting back to the track truck. Don't so, don't mind our stalker over here, Tony, right behind no, me here. Uh, you know, I, I I I have I have more stalkers than uh, than the Rolling Stones. I think sometimes I was a true story. I was dancing with my wife one time up at this uh, up at a, a resort. Uh, they had a band, and uh, I had a guy come out on the dance floor and ask me where I was fishing, and he was dancing. And my wife left the floor, and they didn't know it. <laughs> Awkward situation. <laughs> but uh, you didn't so, realize she left you? No, because when I'm out there, to oh, me, oh man, she's more interested in dancing than I am. Me, it's just yeah. doing aerobics. It's just a big guy sweating out there, hoping that she wants to sit down soon. And uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what I'm going to talk about, right? Hey, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the bro. Hey, I'm, did you talk about whatever you want? You're the uh, you're yeah. Well, I'm so, just here. You know, if, if you want to know how I dance, well, I don't want to know how you dance. I can imagine. You know, MC Hammer has nothing on me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can't touch this. <laughs> Tony, thoughts dear, on that? Dear, dear, dear. No comment. <laughs> uh, okay, so getting back to the track yeah. truck, yeah, uh, you know, we, we talk about uh, the price of sleds. You could have used a long track sled also, but probably, you know, unless it's good shape you're not going to take that across the frozen tundra into the northwest angle or anything like that and i use that as an example but with a track truck you 
you're in your car in heat drinking a coffee as you're driving a long distance and you could pick up a good four-wheel drive vehicle for if you don't mind a rust bucket you could pick up a good runner that someone's embarrassed to drive anymore to work uh for a thousand dollars to four grand you know you're very reliable and in uh the fj cruiser was new but i switched out for a, a forerunner i work i work with a dealership chesterberg up in bemidji in their toyota dealership but i would be open to a chevy or whatever but they give me a good deal and so i got a um a forerunner a used one uh that's uh, 3500 bucks that's super reliable heat and everything i don't fit in it very well but just kind of a small space but outside of that uh, i can seat four people and i can go to those wherever i want to go on lake of the woods or any of these lakes any body of water that i fish uh winnie um and uh you could you could so you could have a setup 9500 plus the price of the truck and you're starting to see a lot of them i see a lot of them in my town that's cheaper than buying a ranger or oh gosh you know, some big side by can-am yeah those things are expensive if you're on a lake that you fish you don't need a trailer i have a trailer i have a i have a big uh um trailer to haul it around on and i got big skids on there so i can drive up on it nice and smooth and i throw my house underneath the the truck um but yeah the trailer is another cost unless you're at a spot you just put it on at that spot and leave it there and i know people who do that um so you you could find those trailers so you're still even with the trailer the truck and the tracks you're way under the cost of of a side-by-side but side-by-sides are still nice to have but if 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 you're making choices and doing stuff i think i'd want to have a bunch of options for that same price but you're not looking as cool as you are Oh, in no. the track truck. I always like it was, you know, I used you know, to have a technologically a advanced sled with all the gizmos and gadgets, and I still do. Uh, when someone shows up with one of those, I just pull up on them and look down and say, how is it? <laughs> your nose is frozen, <laughs> it, isn't it's it? It's cold. Can I get in your track <laughs> truck for a minute and warm up? Yeah. Nope. I, Bye. Yeah, no, but that, that's <laughs> one thing I noticed. And, and then, you know, I've got flaps coming out to keep the snow from flying up. It does throw a lot of snow and water. Yeah. But that's easy, you know. Um pretty neat stuff how fast can you go on that thing not fast i think 30 uh, 40 something like that. yeah it's uh you're going 30 or 40 i think the most i've had it up to is 50 mm-hmm. and you're throwing snow like a bass boat like, throws water like a bass boat <laughs> throws water yeah and it's a smooth ride and it, you're almost like you're floating it's so so easy with that power steering that a car has and uh, uh, it's very enjoyable but there's a time and a place for that I still love my sled. You know, the sled itself, uh, when I'm towing out a, a Fraybill Predator, is is nice. I could I could pull out a big house that's comfortable, that no wind is going to blow down. The side steps are solid. And uh, even at some of the events that we have, we're outside. Uh, the side steps have uh, different support pipes. So all the other houses are falling down and tipping over. But the side steps don't, and that's just a great big water out in the backcountry tundra uh, uh, place to have such a such a nice house. It's nice house for all that stuff, and so I take a machine when I'm pulling that. But if I'm on foot, I've got a Sentinel or a Bro Series side step, something smaller or pop up, yeah. and uh, or even just fish on a sit and fish bucket, you know, and whole hop. But uh, but it's it's all time and a place. Small water, big water. We need kayaks in the summer. You need a yeah. canoe. You need a you need a duck boat. You need a smaller boat to fit into little lakes. And then you, then I need my walleye boat. It's 
I got a lot of junk laying around. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> and most of it's got your name on it. Well, when, when you were growing, so you know, you've got your bro series this and your bro series that. When you were growing up, did you ever have any inkling that you would have one day stuff named after you? No. Uh, you know what, what, it, I, what does it feel like to have your name on stuff like it's, that? It's it's kind of neat. My uh, my uh, uh, sister-in-law once said that you know they were older. My brothers were all twenty years older than me, and and she said I was a, a little kid that talked like an old man. <laughs> and uh, and I you know she would give me some examples, and I said I really said that. But she, I said I wanted to be I wanted to be a fisherman when I was a little kid, and now I'm a fisherman. And uh, as far as uh, lures and designing bro bugs and the bro's bug collection and all the rods, it just happens if you immerse yourself in the in this type of environment somebody needs this so people always need fish and if you design stuff you have good ideas and uh, i always have a a sketch pad with me you never think art when i was in high school what am i ever going to do with this art you're right well you know what hey kids out there pay attention because i use it now i sketch stuff to scale and you know i i could draw stick people but i could uh <laughs> They're real basic stick people, but I can sure make a lure. Yeah, you know, and uh, can't do portraits, but I can do fishing yeah, lures that yeah, look phenomenal. You want me to? You want me to sketch your portrait? It's just gonna have a smiley face and <laughs> and a stick body. It's an emoji. Yeah, you might look like a lure when I'm done. You look like a bro bug, but <laughs> but I have a sketch pad, and, and anytime I get some ideas, some wisdom, I I put it down there. And stuff happens, and I never looked for it. Of was actually kind of uh, just wanted to fish, and I enjoyed being around people my whole life even as a kid you know i was at the first original burger brothers which was like the one of the starter places and they used to be a fixture of hanging out at thorn brothers to buy stuff and um a lot of different places um it's it goes with it i remember seeing the grizz and dave gens on a, all the time uh when i would go pick up stuff and and uh the capra brothers and um you know uh, Larry Bolig, of course. I remember seeing him as a little kid buying stuff, and I would just wait around the store to hear what he would say to somebody. It was always interesting. He had, he was an awesome cat. And, uh, you know, Mark Fisher, he doesn't probably realize this. He's an influence of mine. Everybody becomes an influence of yours, and, and I'm not afraid to mention that. And, um, you know, Dave Gens and... Uh, um, you know, the in Fisherman was really neat, but with uh, Alan Ron Linder and Doug Stangy. Mm-hmm. He's, he needs more credit because Doug Stangy was, he was uh, a focal, he took everything that was all scattered and ideas thrown all over and he made a focal point and made it, he brought it, he made it a science. He helped you understand it. So, and then good old championship fishing with Virgil Ward. You know, it's not about cutting edge stuff. It's about him making fishing fun. And that is what that's what it should be about is fun. It should be about fun, and uh, I want someone to go fishing because we have fun doing it. And so my, I I want people to have fun, and that's why I'm saying eye safety. But everybody is in the in the industry now because too many people are falling through, and we want all happy, good, positive reinforcement with it. And uh, but if you want to be in the fishing industry, what's stopping you? Go do it, It, because I did. And 
Only you are stopping you. Exactly. That's it. And only you. My recommendation is get a get a, a sales job where you sell just a couple of things, and then you retire in four years, and then you could just hire me as a guide. <laughs> you know, if you're think if you're on that that that, that career window, or or uh, you know, get get into investing uh, or a sales job. Believe me. I'm a guide, and I hear stuff in my boat. There's a lot of fortunes being made in a short amount of time, and then they could just hire me, and I'll take you to a good spot. I was well that when that Powerball <laughs> or Mega Millions happened a little bit ago, and it was a couple billion or whatever. You were on my top list of guides to hire as permanent guides, so I'm sorry it didn't work out. Well, you know, and uh, you almost had a thirty thousand dollar a year job being my guide. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I would have had to, I would have to come with a counter offer on that one, but uh, well, I'm worth a couple billion. I probably would have gone okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was I, like I mentioned to Heather, if, if we won that lottery, uh, I, I, I could buy a lot of bait. Oh yeah, and uh, but it would be it would be about uh, it'd be still be about fun and fishing and uh, what you need, Heather. What? Heather's breaking in again. That's okay. I think she's going to break into every podcast. Well, seven minutes left. Well, I'm going to go up. I got to go do a seminar. But yep, everybody out there listening, uh, check out the Bro Roadshow. We're all yes. We're at. We're in stores. We're coming to places near you. We're not going everywhere, but we we're going. You know, within reason. We used to travel. We used to hit 130 stores. In I, hey, I'm getting older. I want to want to fish a little bit more. But yeah, I will yep. I will always do this because I just I see people and I meet people and. I want to hear your story, and I want to help you find the products and goods that I want to show you. And every sponsor I have, I, I consider the best in the industry, and otherwise I wouldn't be with them. But uh, check out all my sponsors, and check out the Bro Roadshow. And uh, I don't keep secrets. You know where I'm at every day. Come come stop down, and we'll talk shop. Well, everybody, that was Thanks for having me, Bro Doug. himself. He's one of the greatest, nicest most genuine people in the industry. And that's what everybody says. So, Oh, thank you. You know. We'll see you later. We're having our touching moment. Thanks, Brian. Big thanks to Bro for being on the show. Now we've got another Brian, Brian Koshanina. All right. So now we have Brian Koshanina. I said that right, right? Yeah. Koshanina. 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 Brian Koshanina. Buddy mine, he's here at Gander as well. Well, let's start with your background in the fishing world, how you got into it. You can start as far back as you want. Little little Brian, like little Brian. <laughs> well, <laughs> if actually, you want. <laughs> let's, that's going way back. I'm 45 <laughs> now, so we're talking 70s. But, uh, yeah, I started when I was four years old. Um, I actually have the picture of the first fish that I caught with my dad. My dad, the f- very first the very fish. first fish I caught. I got my first walleye, but not my first fish. Well, that's a good that's a good start. Yeah, it you was know? an eight pounder though. So that's a really good start. I'll, I'll yeah. take that over You're my first. You're gonna spend the rest fish. of your life trying to chase that fish, aren't you? I finally beat it. Yeah, I finally well, beat go- it. That's awesome. Twice last year. That's awesome. Yeah, um, you know, I grew up on the east side of St. Paul. You know, the mecca for fishing in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people say, how do you get into fishing when, you, when you're in the middle of St. Paul? But uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have parents that uh, took me out and, um, you know, we camp fish. My, you know, we had a place up on Mille Lacs, uh, we, we all over the state. So uh, I was exposed to fishing at an early age um, and camping. And it just, you know, kind of sprouted from there. And the interest uh, just kind of stayed with me, you know, all throughout, you know, all the way up until now. So, um, but yeah, I'm really fortunate to be here. Um, you know, just just loving it. So, 
So now you guide. Yep. You work in the industry. Yes. When did you start guiding? How, how did you get into guiding? Well, it's kind of a funny story. I'm a good fisherman, so I'm going to make money at it? Well, you know, I, I've, I've always had buddies that um, have asked me. I've always had a boat. And, um, you know, uh, I've always had buddies that say, hey, you know, I've got clients coming into town. You know, would you mind just taking them out fishing? And one day, a um, good friend of mine, Rick, you know, we were just kind of standing there, and he had asked me if I'd take him and a couple of buddies out. And he just kind of looked at me and said, why don't you make this a business? That was about 13 years ago and uh, you know through trial and error and uh, you know I actually hired a guide myself to see what to do and what not to do um, before I started the business I made the business legitimate and now I operate uh, Brian Koshina's muskies and more guide service um, out of the Twin Cities and I also guide uh, Mille Lacs Lake nice yeah nice smile for the picture hi cheese Tony's a great photographer Tony's, Tony's my, I, apparently I have a new photographer I must be a big deal if Tony's taking pictures of me. Yeah, I get your name out there somehow. Okay. You're my new, he's my new uh, PR guy too. Hey, that's a good deal. I'm not paying you though. What are, you, what are your thoughts about not getting paid and working for, for me? Seems yeah, I'd think the same thing. <laughs> he's really thinking about it though. His eyes kind of got big. Right, right, no doubt. <laughs> so, so you... Um, you guide basically for any kind of fish. Yeah, I'm a multi-species guide. Yep. Um, yep, I primarily, I do a lot of crappie trips, to be honest with you. Well, we um, went out on the one, and you've got your method that how you catch these things <laughs> is pretty much just, it's the simplest thing you can do, and it's... The clicker goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of my most of my crappie trips, I average between 100 and 200 fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's kind of funny because uh, fishing can be really technical. And I found over the years that the less technical, sometimes it's better. Yep. And with the method that I use, it's really simple. Um, we're moving a lot. You know, we're finding the fish, and we're not only finding the fish, but we're we're catching the fish. Um, you know, um, in every school of crappie or every school of fish, there's going to be biters and there's going to be negative fish. Yep. You know, and that's, I highly recommend a lot of people make the mistake of standing still. You know, they want to bobber fish and, you know, oh yeah, great. I caught eight fish. Well, yeah, that's great. Well, we just caught 180. Right. You know, and they're well, like, what? Yeah. You know, they, out of those, you know, you got a hundred fish down there. We'll say 20 are biters. They sit there, they catch the 20. And then how often are those 20 biters going to bite again? Right. And again and again. Exactly. Well, if you keep moving. Yeah. You can come back around there and catch some more, but you're hitting that pocket and that pocket and that pocket and that pocket. Exactly. That's how all of a sudden you're going, you know, needing a new clicker every year because you wore them out. Yeah. Yeah. I break a clicker or either that or I drop it in the water uh, at nice. least two, three times a, a year, you know. <laughs> nice. So, you know, it's, sometimes. It's a pull chain thing, with like the janitor key thing. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something like a lanyard type deal. But uh, What, Tony? A really big bobber. A really big bobber on the bottom. Drop it There you go. Does your cameraman know he's not? supposed to talk he doesn't know i'm not paying him well he's but just, that's okay because it's you know it's a podcast <laughs> it's not like we have to be professional here no no tony i, it's, I don't want to have a good show i just want to have a crappy show where people just talk all randomly <laughs> <laughs> hi my name is tony hi my name is tony thank you you're welcome yeah. perfect <laughs> perfect I thought about getting a third mic, but I don't know. You know, um, let's go back to that method really quick. Yeah. I want, I want you to want to tell people what it is? Well, you know, I don't want to give the whole way the whole farm, but, you know, yeah. I, I love teaching, it's up to you teaching you do, people. I lo- you know, I want to see people be successful. Yeah. But what, basically what I do is um, I'll troll 
um, a 136 second ounce jig. Um, actually, the jig that I actually prefer is the Northland RZ jig. Perfect. Um, they come in multiple colors and, you know, that size is just perfect. And what I do is um, I'll tip it with a two inch, um, you know, Strike King uh, grub or a paddle tail and I'll troll. I'll troll from 0.7 to one mile an hour. Um, and you know, the great thing is, is that you're always moving. Um, and one of the bad things about guiding is, or I shouldn't say bad things, but one of the things that can happen is that your clients can get really bored just by st- by standing still. Mm-hmm. So it's actually great that you're actually going around the lake. You know, I find that, uh, that, uh, a lot of times, you know, they're, they love the fact that they can see like all the different houses or, you know, wildlife or whatever, you know, eagle watching, that's a big thing too. Um, but you know it just i've had a lot of success with it and it's my go-to and you can do it on any lake yeah i mean it's it's not that it's not that complicated it's you know and it produces fish and not only crappies i was just gonna say you can do it on any lake and any fish in the area is yes. gonna hit that bass pike sunfish crappies walleyes yeah you know um there's been many trips where we've had multiple walleye trips um there's been um, many trips where you know uh, a crappie trip has turned into a bluegill trip yeah you know a big big bull gl- bluegill trip and you know um i just it's just so simple and people often overlook it because you th- they they either get over technical or they you know they 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 just don't think that it works but it it really works it's old school tactics yeah you know yeah. and it's with all the new stuff that we have these days to catch these fish oh brand new this brand new that did a throw on a two inch grub <laughs> and go fishing yeah and you're gonna catch everything yeah exactly i've spent days where i've targeted bass with that setup and i catch bass all day long oh sure sure all sizes. Meanwhile, everybody else is throwing trick worms and this worms and that dipsticks and blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, that stuff all works too, but sometimes just go back old school. Old school. Because these fish are all, what? what's a, a fish these days? You know, 10 years old, we'll say at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Go back 20 years. They have never seen that presentation. Exactly. Exactly. And if the, if the people are, if you know, if the, if the anglers are throwing the same thing over and over and over again, these fish get tuned, tuned to that. They well, really do. Drop shotting on Malax. <laughs> Good luck trying to catch smallmouths, no? Uh, right. Everybody does that. Yep. Everybody. And the fish know it. Yep. Exactly. So you got you you do it. You have to be creative, you know? And you could do that method on Malax too. Mm-hmm. You know, use a heavier jig, but do the same thing. Dude, that that same setup works for smallmouths off my dock at the cabin. Oh wow. I was this year in the spring we were up there and I I'm guessing they were up there spawning. I'd never seen a smallmouth off that dock. I started throwing this out because well, I always catch other stuff well, off sure. the dock. And all of a sudden here comes a smallmouth. They start hitting. I go, wait a minute. First there's smallmouth on this end of the lake. <laughs> and then wait a minute. This works for smallmouth? Yeah. Huh. Well, next time I go to Malax, I know what I'm throwing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 32nd ounce RG, RZ jig with a two-inch swimming grub. Yeah, and I can guarantee the pros up there aren't throwing that. No. So, the closest you know? thing they get to it is, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, marabou jig or something. Yeah, marabou jig small, or a, yeah, but, a jig in a trailer, but yeah. Yeah, no. Next time I go to Malax, it's going to be the two-inch grub on a little jig on the rocks. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. You know, the funny thing, Doug, is, is when I started my guide business, um, you know, I my specialty was musky. It still is. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of musky trips, um, but I'm really surprised at the people that it's, it's kind of funny because it kind of goes in waves. It goes in little spurts where, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, they'll be calling me, I want to go on a musk, musky trip. I want to go on a musky trip. But the last couple of years, it's just, people just want to catch fish and have fun. Yep. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I think the, well, you're not guaranteed a musky, but you're no. almost, but you're almost guaranteed 
anything else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't, you know, if you go out, you can catch fish. Well, I, I, but you know, muskies I was, are. I was always you know. under the impression that everybody wanted to catch a trophy all the time. And when I first started, you know, everybody wanted that 54 inch, um, you know, muskie or 55 inch muskie. Everybody wanted that 30 inch uh, walleye. But reality is, is you might catch one you know one in your whole life yep or you might see one yep once in your whole life if i'm not tournament fishing i do not care what i catch and i do not care yeah. how big it is right we were on malax i was catching emerald shiners or shiners of some yeah. sort and i was having a ball oh yeah because i'm catching three inch shiners <laughs> yeah. i'm like nothing else is going on i'm catching something you know or six inch perch yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter. And I'll post pictures of it. Oh, yeah. goes, why do you do that? Because I'm having fun. Because it's fun. It, it, what's the difference between a six inch perch and a 15 inch perch? You know. So I'm cool because I caught the 15, but not because I caught the six? Right. It almost takes more skill catching a small fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You, you know. Well, I, I mean, had to adjust my size to catch <laughs> was, those shiners. Yeah. I, I literally started like targeting those things because I'm like, nobody else has catched anything. Yeah, exactly. So I might as well have I fun. I want some you know? I got a little practice. I was sight fishing them because we were only like 10 feet of water sure that was fun sure but yeah people just want to catch fish yeah. and i think the problem is is guys like us is sometimes we lose that yeah that focus of we're just out here to catch fish i totally agree because we want to we all want to take big fish pictures and give me you know make fish famous yeah you know that type of deal but we need to go back and just go, let's just go have some fun, man. Well, you know, when's let's the, just go when's to Medicine the last Lake time, and catch eight-inch crappies all day? You know, we talk about that all the time. You know, you, you never really make memories. You know, you don't remember those bluebird skies, sky days, and, you know, you don't remember the the certain fish that you catch but it always seems like you make the most memories on the worst days yeah you know the worst weather days the you know it's like hey this guy's crazy what the heck is he out there well, for me and tony you know? what went fishing <laughs> pouring rain yes. and we made rain gear yeah, yeah and we're like oh i'll still go i don't care i got i got my rain gear right let's go fishing and we did on his john boat and we hammered bass all the way around this lake yeah see and you were rewarded for down it. the pictures look horrible because we're trying not to get our cameras soaking wet and <laughs> my beard's hanging out halfway here and there and yeah but we had fun yeah you know and that's a what little it's about, football you know? sized lake football field sized lake right right and i know you guys are kind of feel the same way is that you know the uh get a kid out fishing yep you know it, it, it we say it all these the time. days more important these days it's more important than any i think i feel that it's more important at this time more than any other to get kids fishing there's so many more distractions than from when we were a kid, you know? Yep. I mean, if you had a cell phone or a pager when I was a kid. Oh, you were a baller. Well, I was not only you a baller, cool. but I was either, oh, you were either man. a drug dealer or you were a doctor. <laughs> Where's that? You know? I mean, there was just no in between, you mm -hmm. know? And now, you know, these kids with the, I mean, the graphics are getting better on the um, PlayStation 4s and the, yeah. the Xboxes. And, you know, their intent is to keep kids playing. You know, that's how they make money. Well, yep. you know what? Um, I, I've seen kids go from hardcore gamers to hardcore fisher, uh, you know, fish fishermen and fisher ladies, you know, like that the minute they, they catch a fish. The kids you know? will never remember their high score in 10 years, but they'll remember their biggest bass, their biggest exactly. walleye, exactly. their biggest deer, you know. Oh, yeah. And we're losing fishermen, we're losing outdoorsmen and hunters every single day. Yeah. 
So if you have a kid that's in your neighborhood and your buddy doesn't fish, but, you know, whatever, take a kid fishing. Exactly. You know, take him and his old man fishing. Yeah. You know, take anybody. If you see some kid on the dock, you know, and he's got his parent there, take him fishing. Yeah, both yeah. of them fishing. Doesn't have to be your kid. No. Doesn't have to be your no. kid. I mean, obviously, ask for permission. Yeah. Parents, well, as I said, I take mean, both of them, him the and the... Oh. Hey, kid, you want to go but. fishing? Come here. Where'd my Billy go? He's out in that boat out there with that random guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone call 911? Yeah, exactly. Amber yeah. alert. No, but, just uh, get people involved. And, you know, whether it's young, old, whatever, you know. Yeah. Get them involved. Well, it's it's kind of funny. I started Operation Get Them Fishing just for that that reason. Um, it's actually a movement. It's not... We're not not a nonprofit. It's not a, you know, and basically the idea is, is I was, I was down in my basement. My, I don't, have you seen my basement? You were in your basement eating Cheetos playing video games, weren't you? No, I was looking at all my tackle. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I got a lot of tackle. Right. Like we all do. And you know, I could make a buck and sell it, but I'm thinking at the same time, why not just box it up, bring it to a launch. If you see a kid, give him a few lures. There you go. Give them a rod and reel that you have. You know, um, it's it's actually kind of exploded. Um, I started it uh, as kind of like a personal mission to get people doing that, and um, all of a sudden I started receiving donations. Oh really? Oh yeah. Nice. Now my now my basement really looks like a tackle shop, but you know, <laughs> all that stuff goes right to yeah. um, kids or you know Tony. Here, your camera guy. We can. Your audio video guy helped me last year. We gave a uh, kid a bunch of stuff, and he actually bought a. Um, I had a, um, a parted out uh, Vexlar FL8, and he was nice enough to buy um, the Gens box for it. Nice. You know, and that. I Good mean, job, Tony. See, that's why we're he's proud your of you here man. at the SmackDown Outdoors <laughs> podcast. But you know, I mean, it's just little gestures Go like that. Go buy me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was monster. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's wet. <laughs> Go get me some but, bait water. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's people like Tony and and you know, I gotta give uh, James uh, Hayworth from uh, from Vexen a big shout out because uh, you know, I mean, I give that he that guy gives. I mean, yeah. it's just insane how much that guy gives. I mean, he gives me all his broken tip rods. You know, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. And he, you know, he gives me plenty of tackle, and I, I give that right to right to some. You know, I, for instance, I um, the other day um, I actually gave to a, a marine that just got back. Nice. And um, I was I, I had a really nice donation of a of a clam fish house, brand new in the box um, cover, and uh, he started crying. He couldn't believe that somebody would do that for him. You know, and it's not, it, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but if we can get people to do that, yep. you know, that's the big thing. Well, um, you know, I've, I've fished a few little, you know, I'll fish a little tournament, whatever. Yeah. Like I was at one, it was, uh, it was put on by the Boy Scouts, I think Elk, was it Elk Lake? I don't know. Yeah. But I was up there and it wasn't biggest fish. You, every fish you caught, you got a ticket and then they just drew random See, that's stuff, that's a great right? idea. Yep. Yeah. So I won two or three things and I'm standing there going, well, I don't need this. I don't need that. I would, stood there and I go, Hey kid, here, take that. Yeah, exactly. Hey kid, here, take that. Yeah. Hey kid, here, take. And they all look at me like, huh? You serious? It's like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I don't need it. Yeah. I've got more stuff than I need. Oh, well, thanks. And of course, their parents are always like, thanks for doing that. You know, the kid's always kind of like, am I stealing this? <laughs> no, they're kind of looking <laughs> like, at their is parents Is this okay like, to accept something from a random person? Exactly. Yes, it is when you're in that situation. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't, we all have way too much stuff. Yes, we do. We do. 
So, but I think the industry is geared towards that. Well, you yeah. know, we got to have the must-haves. Yeah, we well, got to have everything, everything new. Is a, everything is a must-have. Well, yeah, if it's new. Yeah. It's my, look. Look at these striker gloves right here. These are must-haves. Those are must-haves. Actually, I do like these. Well, they are nice. I know a guy. The tundra mitt. <laughs> I need a new pair. Well, actually, I think these are ripped on mine. I got to talk to you about that. Yeah. Well, I'm way too. Yeah. Ooh, See, those are the wool ones. Tony's got the new. Where are my dress? gloves, Tony? Tony, go buy me a pair of gloves. <laughs> no, go buy me a new pair of gloves. I take. I, I, you're fired. Oh, it's fired. Yep. See, that's what happens. Yeah. Can't Horrible. Can't get good help anymore. No, where, I can't where, find good help. Where these were days. you on that one, Tony? Yeah. Come on. You dropped the ball, Tony. You're supposed to get me a coffee, a monster, and a pair of gloves. And I don't see anything on this table right now. Oh. oh. You gonna buy that for me? No. <laughs> get it off the table. <laughs> So, anyways, before yeah. Tony, God, Tony just Tony just breaks the mojo. Actually, I I call it uh, podcast gold when things like this happen. Well, yeah, because it's not pre-recorded; that. it just happens. Right. You know, live action Tony. I mean, it's Tony, so eventually it's going to get annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Anyways, so yeah, so oh. give stuff away to kids. He's here all day. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, if if you want to talk, um, like where they can find. Well, actually, you can find the page on Facebook. Um, it's Operation Get'em, G-E-T-E-M, uh, Fishing. And basically, um, there's a little uh, clicker on there that you can click for donation. It gives you my address and how to get in contact with me. Um, but the whole idea, again, is to take your stuff and find somebody worthy to give it to, um, pass it on. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to see, especially with uh, Christmas coming up, you know, not, and you know this, uh, just like everybody else, I mean, that that's in the business or, or around the business that, you know, nothing's getting cheaper. No. Um, so not uh, even close, you know, and, and that kind of leads me to what I want to talk about, you know, um, parents that are new to fishing. Um, you don't have to buy the brand new stuff. No, nope. um, you know, go out on Craigslist, um, go on some of the forums, um, you know, find the good starter, you know, uh, equipment. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. And, um, you know, buy it and you'll get more for your money. Um, your kids will learn how to use it more importantly, rather than, you know, buying a $150 custom rod for a kid is you can buy a brand new $15 combo yes. and catch fish. Yeah, exactly. Okay? The fact that we have hundred dollar rods and real combos and da, da da means nothing. Right. We want to be cool. Right. When it comes down to it, we want to be cool. You can get a $15 combo off the shelf and catch fish. Yes. Yes, you can. Period. Yep. And you'll probably outfish us. Yeah. I mean, well, think about <laughs> the forefathers think about our forefathers right. they used what our great Literally. grandpas did i mean they ate to survive right you know i mean they didn't they, have a and they didn't have fancy custom rod. yeah graphite and you know fiberglass right. rods they used a cane pole or a stick or you know whatever they could afford you know yep. and uh you know it's it's i think we've kind of lost the um the vision i guess you could say of fishing what yep. it really is it, it's a very uh it's a very intimate sport uh, you know and and i think with uh corporate you know every you know obviously there's a place for corporate um entities in the in the business obviously you know they're the ones making the stuff but when it comes down to it the root is is you know getting your family out there um having a fun time with a with good equipment um that you know that you can afford and in making memories i think that's what it comes down to ice fishing is probably one of the cheapest outdoor activities really to get into oh definitely definitely rods and reels are cheap 
tackle is extremely cheap. You don't need top of the line tackle. No. You don't need it. Bait is cheap. Yeah. I mean, wax worms are 50 for a couple bucks. Yeah, you need a bucket. You don't need a fancy house. Right. Now, if you, the one thing I would spend some money on is a good outer layer suit. Yes. Whether it's striker, ice armor, or whoever else makes Fray it. Fraybill. Yep. Fraybill. That I'd spend some money on just because you can use it all year round. Oh, yes. You know, it's not just ice fishing, but they're waterproof, they're windproof. You can so spend a little bit of money there. Otherwise, Get yourself a decent little shack for two hundred bucks on Craigslist. Yeah, or a hundred bucks on Craigslist, or whatever. And let's talk. Let's talk about augers too. Yeah. How about augers? How about hand augers? Hand they augers. still work, right? They work great. Okay, perfect. Um, the latest, you or know, the latest yeah. hurrah or rage or whatever you want to call it is uh, is the lithium battery um, power augers, right? Yep. You know, the yep. electric augers. That's great. Yep. But and you can find a lot on on sale right now and on Craigslist for guys that like us that, well, we had the Ion, yeah. but now the Ion X came out. Right. Oh my God, oh my I got to get that. Yes. So now, who yes. wants to buy my Ion yes. for way less than I spent on it? Right, so, right. exactly. Yeah. But I mean, even if you go and find an old school gas auger for a hundred bucks, yeah. their motors are the same as your lawnmower, basically. Right. So you can find them, you can get them uh, worked on for cheap if there's something wrong with them. And I, I don't know too many ice anglers out there that are going to refuse if you ask them to drill a few holes for you. Yes. I don't know too yes. many that are going to say, you know, you know what, kid? No. <laughs> yes, you I'm know, not going to drill holes for you. That just doesn't happen. You know? Yeah, so I, there's another, yeah, you don't even need an auger half the time. No. No. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I'd go and fish everybody else's holes. I'd ask them first, obviously, yes, but you know, yeah. I didn't have an auger. I no. didn't even have a house. Yep. I, I had I had an old rod. I don't even remember what kind it was, but it was nothing special. Right. But you know, I'd I'd watch and I'd learn and I'd you know and and I think uh, I think you know you need to get back to that. I think uh, you know introduce a kid, get your family out there. Yeah. You know, um, do it do it within your budget, and the whole idea is to get out there. You yep. know, get out there. And fish finders, if you're a beginner, <laughs> start with your eight, your Vexler yes. FL eight. Start with your Markham what LX LX one. Start with your Hummingbird thirty five. Start simple. Simple. Start with a graph that you found at a, ga- uh, a pawn shop that is an ice fishing graph. It doesn't matter. Spend 100 bucks on one. If it shows you fish, it shows you fish. Yeah, Jack. Is that- they still show you fish. My 345 still shows fish. It's not complicated. Another thing, too, is I'd highly recommend a camera. Or just Especially when you're learning. You know, when you're learning, you can go out and buy an old Akavu Blue Scout for 100 bucks right now. Maybe even cheaper than that. Oh, yeah. There's guys that are the old ones, like with the giant fish thing. I've seen them for 50 bucks. Yeah. And and they work like new, supposedly. Well, and you learn so much from them. I mean, you learn, like, how to jig. That's, you know, what what they like. How fish react to baits is the big one. Exactly. Or if they're negative yep. or they're you know they're feeding yep. you know uh, a lot of times i didn't realize you know you got the fish off in the background and they're not really doing anything and you kind of look at their dorsal fin their dorsal fins down a little bit you know they're not active nope you see those fish coming in that dorsal fin standing straight up those are the fish that are biting mm-hmm. you it's know sharks on top of the water exactly exactly so um, yeah, you can get into you can get into ice fishing for really cheap you don't need the new stuff you don't need anything fancy just buy some stuff, go out, fish. Yes. Ask people you know to take you fishing. Yes. Because if you know anybody that ice fishes, guess what? We probably have multiples of a lot of it. Oh. So. <laughs> I know Tony does. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. He's do smiling have, over there. Do we have Ooh, one? Him? Yeah, do we guilty? have one finder? No. no. Do we have one rod? No. no. Do we have one shack? No. You well, know. you have to have a backup for your backup. It's backup. 
yeah, but you also need a backup for that backup. Right. Yeah. And But after that, then we call Tony and just use his stuff. Yeah, true. Because he has he's he's pretty got much backup. our backup. Yeah, he's our backup for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Welcome to the Brian and Doug show featuring Tony, the camera guy. <laughs> the backup. Yeah. You're, you're the Ed McMahon of this show. <laughs> I need a third mic, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I just don't know. See, I don't know if anybody's actually hearing what he's saying. That's going to be the funny part when I listen to it back. If the, the mic is actually picking up him since oh, he's over there. Oh, sure. He I hope not. He's swearing at us. I hope not. Our, that way, the audience wouldn't even know. Yeah. yeah. See, I haven't said his last name yet, I don't think. So we're, uh, I know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Is it Freund? No, it's Schmidt. It's Freund. It's Schmidt. Schmidt. It's Schmidt. Tony Schmidt. Who's Schmidt? You. I'm, if I don't say it right, what does it matter what I say? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. see. So, what what other words of advice would you give out, give somebody beginners? Uh, beginners, adult um, or kids doesn't matter. Just beginners. Honestly, if you really want to get into fishing or you like fishing, uh, find a mentor. You know, if your parents don't do it, because I know a lot of kids where their parents just don't have the time, um, they don't have the money. Um, you know, find a mentor. Um, find maybe the maybe the maybe your buddy next door, uh, dad likes to go fishing or mom likes to fish. Um, Everybody knows somebody that I exactly. Fishes. Especially, I mean, we live in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, every if you don't fish, it's almost like well, if you don't you're know definitely s- not from here. If you don't know somebody that ice fishes, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're doing. I, I know. Do you ever come out of the house? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not on Facebook. Right, <laughs> right, not, right. You're not. You never leave the house. Well, you know, in in too, you know, kids these days, you know, they have they have their phones, and um, I highly advise them to uh, you know look up videos on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good YouTube videos now. There's a lot of bad ones, but there's a lot of good ones. And uh, simple stuff: tying knots, tying yeah. your jig on, tying your baits, tying this, doing that, jigging techniques. YouTube is just that's where to learn anything and everything exactly there's no excuses i don't know how to do this youtube i don't know how to do this and they'll show you not how to, not, how to do it how to do it especially tying knots right you well, know yeah and plenty of simple. videos for that look up polymer knot there you go Done. well and and, and, and that's it's a, and that's some things too especially you know parents you know if you're listening Quiet, right? out there that are trying to get uh, kids in you know maybe do it yourself yeah. um, get to know your kid you know get yeah. to get find a find a common ground find something that they're interested in do a little research and, and find out what they like and you'd be really surprised that you know not only do you have a lifelong you know fishing partner but you definitely get to know your child a little bit more than you would if uh, he was just playing he or she was just playing video games or you know. Um, and I don't know, it, it kind of kept, it kept me out of trouble when I was growing up, yeah. you know, um, the outdoors really did. I didn't get into a lot of trouble. Um, I would, I would say my, I, I want to talk about my high school years, but you know, um, do you remember your high school years or was there too, too many drinks involved? Pretty much ninth and 10th grade. I kind of remember, but after that, it was a blur, just a blur. Ugh. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I never really drank in high school. Really? No. All mine came afterwards. Wow. Yeah. I was too busy. What? I was too busy working. Football, school. Yeah. Yeah. I played sports too. Some little fishing. But, well, you know, that I didn't think back. That and I didn't want to get my ass whooped when I went home and got busted for a minor. Like, I had a legitimate (laughs) fear of if I get in trouble, I'm going to go home and get in more trouble. So I had good discipline at home, which 
Yeah. There's part of the problem these days, we'll just say. Well, I think, I think like my parents were, I wouldn't call them enablers, uh, but uh, they definitely knew that uh, when I was stumbling in at one o'clock or two o'clock, they you know, mom's up eye. watching the TV. They, you know, my dad and mom always said, you know, hey, if you need a ride, call us. Yeah. And I've done that before. My dad would pick me up at three in the morning, you yeah. know, four in the morning. I need a ride, dad. Okay. You're safe. You know? Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. It's, you know, because what's the alternative? Getting that call at four in the morning. That your kid died because he drove. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. So yeah, take. Well, we just got dark. Yeah. <laughs> we just. Well, so go fishing instead of drinking. Yes. Yes. I guess that's All immoral. Right. Go for. Although. <laughs> and, and. Yeah. And if you do fish and drink, make sure you're not going anywhere. What's like the saying? Permanent drink, over there. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Fish too much. Yes. And uh, enjoy life. And be a good kid. Be a good kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, um, I guess, you know. Life uh, lessons with the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. You never know what you're going to learn on this. No. You yeah. know. When we learn that Look I at, have a backup camera guy or Tony's something. crying over there. That's Is how he? deep we got. Oh, my Jeez. God. It's amazing. Where's life's monster? Yeah, where's my where's my coffee? Where's my gloves? No, he's not crying. He's where's my jigs? He, he's frowning now. <laughs> is he gonna pull jigs out of his pocket? Of course he, he does. Is. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you, what do you got here? Oh, we got the colored. We got uh, tungs, tungsten and marmuskas. Thanks, buddy. Nice. Nice. I'll make sure to use those this one. All the good colors. You spent how much on this? 25. 25 bucks on 12 jigs? There's 25 for 24 of them. 24s. So you spent a you buck a jig. You got those at the Blaine show, didn't you? Yep. You, saw, you saw the uh, liquidation booth, didn't you? Yep. Yep. Okay, so when we That's were- my buddy John owns that booth. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, a tungsten jig for a buck. You can't go wrong. All no. you beginners out there, you don't need tungsten right away. No, you don't. Okay, you don't need to spend money on tungsten right away. No. That's uh, for us fancy guys and well, down the road. You know, and, and there is certain times that you use yes. tungsten. I mean, you know, if you're fishing deeper, um, use tungsten. Um, it falls you know, faster. It, it falls. It does fall a little faster. Um, I'm a fir- I'm an old schooler. Um, I believe that uh, that the lighter the jig, the better. If it's natural looking, they're gonna bite it. Um, falls lighter or slower. Yep. A little more lifelike movement. Yep. But if you're fishing 25, 30 feet, you know, yeah, and you got a real different. hot bite. Although at the same time, how much faster? Because I haven't actually seen any numbers, and I'd like to—I should do a test. How much faster does tungsten actually fall? It's not that much far. It's not that much faster. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I saw um, in what is it? Outer Boundary magazine. They did a test on how fast uh, tungsten uh, falls, and it's really—it's like point. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's like point one. Two, three, four, five, six seconds. I mean, yeah. it's literally nothing. So, I mean, it's just, it's a fishing fad. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. there'll be something. The line and the reel that's coming off, that's got to be a major factor. Cause well, I'm going to be a little controversial here, actually. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Do, do, do. Dun, dun. Um, surprisingly, most people don't know that tungsten's actually worse for the environment. Than lead. Wow, you should see the look on Tony's face. He almost fell over. Tony's shocked. Tony is shocked. Actually, when tungsten's actually a powder, and when it disintegrates, it's a powder. Hmm. And lead is not a powder. What lead does is it it is concentrated, so everything that's that's around the lead will die. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Now, tungsten actually dissolves or it breaks. If it breaks, it breaks as a powder and releases into the water and kills everything around that area that it, had, that it touches. Now, is this a proven fact? Yes, it is. Okay. There's a lot of a lot of research done. Um, Steve hmm. Kruger actually wrote a really good, interesting article in Outer Boundary Magazines a few, magazine a few years ago that I've, I've read and I've kind of studied up on. Not saying don't use tungsten. Yeah. You know, don't. I don't think we're dumping enough tungsten jigs and breaking exactly. them off to make a difference. Or lead, for that matter. It, it, right. But, the river, maybe. <laughs> well, there's, there's just a misconception that, you know, lead, yeah. it's, it's much safer than lead. And, and if you break everything down, and any biologist, um, marine biologist, will, will attest to this that it's actually worse than lead. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, but you know, it's not like we're breaking things apart, and yeah, it yeah, falls to the know, bottom and it sinks into the mud and it stays there. Exactly. And nothing's going to really break it apart. Right. I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. But that's, that's interesting. So that's your controversial. Statement of the day by Brian Koshinina. Do do do. Dun dun. <laughs> yeah, it's getting yeah. crazy here. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's right uh, starting to see a lot more people. Yep, that's it's, good. It's a little busier than it was yesterday, so that's good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. So what are you doing here today? Um, I actually uh, had a seminar on early ice crappies. You had uh, one already? I had one already. I was I the first it? one. I was at 11 o'clock. Yeah, you were doing a podcast with Bro. Oh, I was doing the Bro podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah. I kind of felt like the uh, like the, uh, like the the warm-up act for the for the big guys. Oh. You, you know, I had mine, and i nice enough to have two well, people now, actually we'll listen see, here's to the deal. there. Bro was, was the warm-up act for you on this podcast. So the re- the roles were reversed. Huh. How does that feel? I bro opened for you. This is mind blown. I don't even know. I'm speechless. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm speechless. <laughs> All right. Well, since you're speechless, we'll end the podcast. All right. Well, All right, so if anybody needs to get a hold of you, take a guide trip, give them all the info they need to, and we'll get out of here. Sure. Uh, you can reach me at uh, Brian at muskiesandmore.com. Um, you can find me at uh, Brian Koshinina's, Captain Brian Koshinina's Muskies and More Guide Service on oh, Facebook. Captain, fancy. Yes, I am a, I am a captain. Um, so you must salute. No. <laughs> Tony See, does. Tony. The camera guy does. He does right away. That's right, why sir. I like Tony. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, you can reach me there. Um, you can find me at Brainerd Outdoors. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, I'm around. Right on. So Look him up. Brian Koshanina. Spell the last name. K-O-S-H-E-N-I-N-A. Koshanina. Right on. I would have spelled it wrong. I would have had another I instead of an E or something. So well, that's okay. That's why that's I had, okay. had you spell it. Yeah. All right, everybody. That was Brian Koshanina. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks to Matt Waldron, Brian Brosdahl, Brian Koshanina, and Tony. Um, he's on permanent suspension with maybe paid leave. Wait, I don't pay him anyway. That's right. I'm, he did give me a monster, so I'll give him credit for that. Anyway, um, do me a favor, everybody. Subscribe, like, share, wherever you're listening to this now. Head over to the Facebook page. And then if you guys find somewhere that I'm on that I don't know about, let me know. Or if there's somewhere that you listen to typically, your podcast typically, and I'm not on there, let me know because I want to make sure I cover everywhere. Okay. All right. So thanks to alliceFishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. 
Now, if you like saving, say, like, oh, I don't know, 10 to 20% off of all your ice fishing stuff compared to those big box store prices, like on apparel, augers, fishing electronics, fish house accessories, ice fishing accessories, portable shacks, rods, reels, um, rattle reel stuff, there you go. That's where you need to go. Allicefishing.com. Family-owned business. Great people. Um I can't say, you know, much more about them other than they're just literally great people. They wanted me to help them promote this. Uh, and I said, yes, with or without the podcast, I was going to help them promote it. So please head over to allicefishing.com. Check them out. Tell them I sent you. They're on Facebook, allicefishing.com, allicefishing.com, allicefishing.com. I'm only going to say it one more time, allicefishing.com. That is the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you can uh, get notifications on Mondays when the new podcast is available. So um, I think that's about all I got. So until next time, everybody, see you later. Be safe out there on the ice because, yes, it is still sketchy, very sketchy. Until next time, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.